2017, a crack Namsoft unit formed a supergroup to create the most immersive Vietnam experience. These men promptly escaped from the normal pickup gameplay to the Milsim Underground. Today, still wanted by the community, they survive as producers of fortune. If you have interest, if no one else does it right, and if you can come correct, maybe you can join the Bay Team. Hollywood 1-1, this is Big Bay Actual. We got a whole bunch of NBA moving in our position, trying to come correct down on top of us. I'll copy. Copy you, uh, Big Bay, this is Hollywood 1-1. Where do you need to come correct to, sir? Copy. Hollywood 1-1, this is Big Bay Actual. I need you to come correct right on the top of that tree line. I'll copy. Yeah, I see it over there. All right. ECA, I might come correct to, spot line. Alright, roger that there, Hollywood 1-1. One, one. Boxer 2-2. Two, two. Send your last, over. Big Bay Actual, this is Boxer 2-2. Two, two. Can you send uh, send up some smoke so we can get this medevac slick into you? Can't make out your come correct. Boxer 1-1, one, one. what's the status on that coming correct on the LZ, over? This is Big Bay Actual. We're coming correct in grid 293 4 Big Bay Actual, that is a roger that on your location. Big Bay Actual, this is uh, Hollywood. Uh, ETA on that, come correct to one mic. You, you want, might want to get your head down down there. Copy that. We got a lot of uh, NBA moving in on our position, trying to come correct on top of us. Over. Copy that. I can see him. Uh, 30 seconds. There's going to be a lot of little uh, crispy come correct down there. I'll copy. Roger that. Put our heads down and come correct. That was a big one, boys. <coughs> big Bay actual. You can. 86, that smoke request on my position. I think we've already got enough. <laughs> so, while we're here, it's time for what you've all been waiting for. The biggest Vietnam experience in the Northeast. The biggest Vietnam airsoft event in the entire country, possibly the world. Bigger than the Vietnam War itself. So impossibly incomprehensibly huge. You can't fathom how big it is. It's time for the Bay Podcast. Come correct to our special podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 19 of the Bay Podcast. This is a special edition. It's the Bay Podcast, come correct, to our special podcast, 2020, covering Operation Cochise Green. With me today, we have a pretty star-studded cast. Right next to me is Michael Donald. Say what's up, Mike. How's it going, guys? I'm going around the room. We got Fred Walker. Say what's up, Fred. Hey, guys. 
We got CJ Sen. Say what's up, CJ. What's up, everybody? And with us, as always, Mr. Ferrucci. Say what's up, Mike Ferrucci. How you doing? Mamma mia! And then I am Liam. So before we get into the the Operation Kochi stuff. Let's talk about the Battle of Kamduk, which happened two weeks ago up at Tolkom. It originally was scheduled for June at GZA, but with all the corona stuff, we had to move things around. So we took the weekend slot for the 80s event, 80s event that we had, and we you know, used that to come up for uh, Comduck and go to Tolcom. So, um, I don't know, who wants to start? Who wants to talk about that first? Who wants to give their input about it? Anybody? I am, I'll start off. Go I mean, ahead, Comduck, I mean, from the, right from the get-go was pretty exciting. I mean, not even five minutes in, we already walk into an ambush and everything. So, I mean, I was happy about that. I mean, you know, you dive right in, everybody's getting shot at, you know, you panic and everything. Yeah, for the... The size of the event, and we, we do try to keep that event small. We expect it to be small every year, that series, you know, that Mike Force series. But um, I personally felt it was the second best event, or the second best Vietnam Airsoft event I've ever been to, let alone that we've run. Number one, Junction City. To me, this was number two, I think. I, I think it really, it ran well. It was really fun. Um, there were parts where I kind of like had that feeling like I was in Vietnam, you know, and that's that's... But I think it's all about, you know, as far as what we're trying to do. So, um, really good firefights. I mean, we fought up that one hill for an hour and a half. It was, yeah. it was close to two hours that we were, we were on that hill fighting. It's crazy that we're fighting four dudes, you know. They did a hell of a job, you know, rotating and everything, keeping yeah. us on our toes. Yeah. It's funny, that first battle, when those guys first went out, John Van Ness had to come back for more ammo. Fifteen minutes into the event... He comes walking back up into camp. I go, what's the matter, John? He goes, we ran out of ammo on the first exchange <clears throat> with, with the GIs. I kind of thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, we were we were all pretty right on ammo. I mean, I was running 19 mags and I was down to like two. You know, like it was it was a pretty intense firefight. And uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty ridiculous. I mean, I wish we could have got where we needed to go. But they, that, that RPD was just dug in so deep that it was just... Just us. It just seemed that they had them pinned down for a good forty-five minutes until you guys it pulled felt, back. It felt like all day. Oh yeah, like it felt like we were, we were like I was trying to get my guys up. I was trying to get the 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 down guys medic back in. It was mm -hmm. like it was rough. What was frustrating for me though is that uh, the, the radios didn't work great. Depending on where you guys were out there, uh, or and if I walked to the edge of the field, I could get you guys. But the radios, the radios were tough. Were tough. Yeah, on that side, it's it's bad. There's a lot of rocks in the way, and obviously you're going down at least 100 yards. It's got to be a 100 yard oh, drop. It's, easily. it's big. It's yeah. steep. Yeah. It's a steep yeah. drop. It really yeah. buries you in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when the comms were in bed, when we we're in when we we're in the gorge, like if you know the oh, man, like, sometimes even then it was hard to like, yeah, yeah, and out like you could hear stuff and not transmit or the opposite way around. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was wondering if you guys were able to co uh, communicate with one another as as uh, as uh, squads, and 
I didn't hear any chatter between you. you but then, but then, like yeah. the, by the end of the day, we it was we were all one big unit. So yeah, we, we more or less just re- reduced ourselves down to one radio, and we yeah. just used one radio for the. Yeah, other. we were the biggest of units. Yeah. But but I, I gotta agree, those four guys. I mean, you, you you couldn't have asked for anything better. We were, I was a little concerned myself with the amount of uh, VC, and those guys kept you on your heels the whole. No, nah, that was an that was a, an all star team, really. Yeah, that, that's really like the best NVA we or that we possibly have the path and force. So yeah, those are those are the yeah. four four of the, the some of the best guys. Got to give them credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, without question. Yeah, Roman uh, every year to me does a great job leading. And so I, does George. Yeah. Red, you can't take John yeah. out of it. I mean, and Zach. He's, no, he's I'm talking about, I'm talking about Roman, Roman taking my missions for all the events. He does it. He does it the best. He yeah. takes them and he's very literal, so he follows them to the T. And he gets it like, yes, there's things that are got to kind of work. If they're meant to work in unison, like, that's why you got to follow the, the, the mission to a T. You know, I, I actually had better comms with Roman. On the ad and the admin calm than I did because he was high up on the other side. Yeah. Than, than yeah. I did with the GIs. Yeah. 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 He was pretty much a straight line to you. Yeah. 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 He actually just released um, a YouTube video of his his like AAR of the. It was pretty good. It was it was it's funny getting his like his yeah. take Mr. on Spank. it. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Yeah. Spank. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Spank. <laughs> Go check out Mr. Spank on YouTube. Yeah. It's not what you time. think. It's not what you think. Or is it? Or is it? It might be. I don't know. Well, it ain't but, in, but think about it, man. We got we got to Ron overnight. Both sides got to to sleep out in the bush overnight. We had great weather. We had great the weather. Rain, the rain yeah. did rain, but it really didn't affect the event. Nah, we yeah. Yeah, barely felt it in the gorge. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was, yeah. yeah. All the all the heavy rain was that night before. The temperature yeah. was fairly reasonably cool. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and then we even got to. Uh, do I would say probably the best battle for me was Sunday, and we actually like normally we never even get to do Sunday because everyone's like kind of bitched out by then. But the, the we do like the whole that that whole Sunday morning was awesome. Like I remember we were getting tracked by the NBA and we like we button hooked back around and bypass us. Dude, I'm like this is this is like what it's all about, man. It's it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And Saturday, talking about oh go ahead go ahead. A Saturday Saturday night at, at about dusk. Fireworks was going off for about a half an hour, and I thought John had brought fireworks with him, unbeknownst to me that actually the next ridge over, people were shooting fireworks off, and I thought it made for the event. I thought you guys were it was all part of the of your battle. Yeah, we kind of like we kind of like embraced it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was we were we were pretty much all playing low at that point yeah. in our. Uh, in our run and and there was just fireworks going off and we were like kind of what the hell is going on over there yeah that was that was a lot of fun and honestly sunday i mean nothing says pushing yourself like with your ruck under fire running up a ridiculously steep rocky embankment it's like a 300 yard 300 yard hill with at least like a 45 degree the the moment that made that whole battle for me because i was a little a little pissed off on the way up that hill for a multitude of reasons but when we when we got to the path, like right before all that tall grass that leads down mm-hmm. down there, and I mean like this has been one of like my dreams. I think that we should try and get this to happen somewhere at Cochise. But um, we we basically when we all started to get accountability when we were along that pathway in between the tree line and the tall grass, and then they hit us as right as we were like kind of gathering everybody up, 
and everybody's heads down on this pathway, like in between a rock and a hard place, basically. And we're just getting pinned down, people getting hit. Furuji, you are running around trying to get people yeah. up. And then uh, I just hear Liam is just like at his little deer path, and he's going into the grass, into the grass, yeah. into the grass, <laughs> yeah. and the whole company just moves. Into the grass yeah, and like runs out. Then, the then I gave, I gave uh, Muller my machete. I'm like, yeah. yo, cut us a path. Cut us a path for, yeah. for the briar brush. He's, like, he's like, he's like, I'm like, all right, let's go one by one. Get the fuck out. Because yeah. we all lingered. On, by the time I got up there, you guys were all like lingering. I'm like, dude, we're just like sitting ducks on this yeah. fucking oh, path. Yeah. Yeah. We were nowhere. Well, yeah. well, for for me and um, oh god, what was that that army kid's name? John. 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 Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, um, I got it. I got up to him, and we were like some of the first few people on the path. And I'm like. Let's move up, and he's like, "We should get accountability of everybody coming up yeah. the mountain." And I was like, "Oh, you're absolutely right." So we yeah. moved up and kind of set security up there. And pretty much by the like a, f- a few moments later, by the time people actually got up through the tree line before we could even like get a head count, they hit us because they yeah. were right on our tail. Yeah. yeah. So it was, and yeah. then we were just we were just sitting there like basically waiting for orders while we're getting hit until you yelled. And that was the, the thing grass, too. We were grass, so yeah. close to the extraction point and everything, and they were just still, you know, hit, you Dude, know they wanted to come after us through the through our trail. Yeah, like, Roman and was, John were like, oh, I wish they did that. Man. Come, at that point, I think it was it was myself and Jared were like the two last guys. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's, yeah. let's yeah. just like like just you know rotate back up, back and forth, back and forth up the through the grass. And oh, I, was I, for, I was waiting for the CBBs just come flying out of the yeah. out of the tree line. Yeah. And so I, I was sitting up at the top of the path with my two hundred three. I was like, yep. Come on. Come on. Come on. Pop out. I was just dumping those gas mags into the tree line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. It was, it was definitely going touch speed. Yeah, yeah. It was, dude, it was intense though, man. Like, yeah. It, but I loved that because like the whole day was like a build up. Like the whole Sunday was like, all right, we're sneaking, we're sneaking, we're sneaking. Like I'm like, what are these? I Because like, remember when I, when I write these events, I like, I kind of want it to happen organically. Like, yes, I want this to happen. How it's going to happen, I have no idea. Or it, it may, it may not be a bust, whatever it is, what it is. I was like, when are these guys gonna hit us? I don't know. Like, we're gonna get hit. I don't know. Yeah. And you know, we see, we saw them multiple times. We saw them multiple times, like jump around. So like, yeah. But that um, was the beautiful part. I mean, yeah. all that tension that was building up once we woke up and you know cleaned yeah. out our, you know, yeah, around everything. I mean, that's what I loved about it, man. Especially when we we're, you know, when we started our little button hook and we're hiding between those in between those trees and everything. Are you expecting? They trail us. They catch us. I mean, yeah, it was pretty awesome to just you know hide in the dirt and everything, and you just feel like look, at any second they can fucking light, light us up. I know. Um, it, it was funny because like John at the end of it's like, yo, why didn't you just go up the trail back to the back to the field and like go that? I'm like, then we wouldn't have a game. Like I'm like yeah, obviously yeah, if I was in a real war zone, I'm taking the quickest way out of there. But I'm like, I'm here to entertain you guys. I'm gonna like we're going the hard way yeah, to like yeah. go through the gauntlet of the NBA mm-hmm. ambushes and stuff. You know, he's like, all right, that makes sense. He's like. Yeah. You got it. And honestly, that's a testament on like how much PT is important for, you know, our bigger events. Because honestly, if I wasn't like working out and trying to like get healthier, I probably would have died running up that hill. I'm working out consistently and getting healthier and it's it's still rough. Exactly. It still sucks. But it sucked in a good way. It it really, it really doesn't, I mean, with hills like that though, it it really doesn't even matter how like good of a shape you're in. You got like 60 pounds on your back, like that, that hill's going to hurt no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Like no matter how hard you can run up it, it's going to hurt. And then you have a gun in your arms. It's going to hurt a lot less after. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, that was, that was a pretty damn good workout instead of, you know, we oh my god, my knees are on fire. My back hurts. 
I'm dead. I need acupuncture. Ma- yeah. Mueller, in the, when he when Mueller oh, got okay. to like a safe spot in the tall grass, he looked like he was. He was well, like, he hurt his ankle. Uh, no, because know, he, yeah. he basically did a barrel roll trying to save me when we were in that firefight up in the hill. Yeah, I was, you know, God bless you, Mueller, but man, you know, you got to take it a little bit easy, brother, man. You know, just but you know, running up that hill, like the the first up to the first plateau, that was all rock. You know, that was yeah, yeah. that yeah. was treacherous running up that thing. Yeah, yeah. So that was. Yeah. So if you guys haven't watched it, go check out the Bay Come Correct 2 video in conjunction with this podcast to know what you need to do because there's like, it's going to be even more at the big Operation Cochise Green. You're going to have more on your back. It's going to be bigger, harder, lots of ruck marching. And, um, you know, we don't want you guys to get hurt, but we also want you guys to know that you have to bring a really tough mentality to this shit because I think people found out. Some people found out the hard way at Comduct that yeah. it, it takes, you know, your, like, Mueller is a great example. Like, the kid twisted his ankle, but, like, there's, he's still got to get out of there. Yep. So, unless it's, like, unless it's, like, an I-can't-move real-world injury, like, that kid ran up on, on a busted ankle all the way up. And, and yeah, he, still and he cut our path. Yeah, cut our go path to the yeah. field. Obvi- so. Obviously, within reason, like, yeah. don't hurt yourself yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it, you know, it takes a certain level of mentality. It's not just a walk around but and look a, cool. Sort but of that's thing. a testament to the, the crew that went to Com Duck. And it's yeah. usually, like, our more hardcore guys who are willing to just sleep out in the bush and yeah. live with the bugs. You live with the bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of bugs, you guys find any ticks on you? I, I didn't. I, I didn't. I did but I permethrin everything yeah, that I, I own yeah, that's I not plastic. everything but my underwear. My boots, I did. Yeah. That's a good point, though. We gotta to the to the uh, to the guys that are going. You should permit in your, your at least your boots, your pants, because it does help. Obviously, it's fifteen bucks at Home Depot, man, for a bottle of it. Spray it all over everything. It works. I I didn't I, I haven't seen a tick for two years. I man. think it's like, even cheaper at Walmart. I think it's like ten bucks at Walmart. Really? Yeah. And uh, just treat everything. Yeah, you know, it's a like, big yellow bottle. Yep. Yeah. Sawyer permethrin. Yeah. And if you if you guys are complaining about books, man, like take. Guys come, I mean, we can get into more of this later, but guys come and complain about a lot of things that are easily preventable by having some level of preparation and paying attention to what we're telling you. That's all I have to say for right now. Yeah, I mean, we... Yeah, like, I mean, um... I was going to say. I don't know. That's all I have to say about that. The conduct was awesome. That's all I got to say. All right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like hands down, Comduck really, in my eyes, was probably the second best event we've run for Vietnam, and second best event I've gone to for Vietnam. Well, so. at least we got a Vietnam event in, but especially how crazy 2020 has been, and mm-hmm. it's, yeah. and it, like as you were like you're mentioning, it was a little bit of PT. A lot, a lot of us, you know, gained a little chemistry, even though we've all played together for a few years now and everything. Right, but it's still rusty. But we, exactly. We're rusty so it was nice to you know run with you guys and everything, just to you know, like I said. You know, resharpen those skills and everything. Yep. Especially that coaches is going to be a whole other animal. Yeah, now, yeah. I mean, we're going to have it a little bit easier because we're going to be on the west side. Yes. Yeah. So not as treacherous as being down in the valley and everything. But I mean, but, think about yeah, that. But that means it, it's the the territory is available for longer rough marks. Oh yeah, so you're of be, course. You know, like more mileage instead yeah. of the, yeah. the terrain. And, I mean, think the center of that is all rocky. It's a hill. It's pretty. Yeah, it's it's pretty like we had a pretty yeah. nice battle at Junction City on that hill. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. So. And um, at um, Doc's uh, yeah, last yeah. year, yep. you know we went yep. up that other side. Yeah, yeah. that was that was a yeah. that was a fun time last year too. And um, but at least we were able to you know get that going and everything. And now at least we'll be in the clear for coaches. I mean that hell yeah. I mean our, that's our Super Bowl, obviously, man. And I just I want to see everybody come there and you know do the best they can. So mm-hmm. um, 
you know, just want to see everybody, you know, do what they got to do and just tell that story, like I always say. Yeah. So, so anything else about Common Book you guys want to add to? We can move on. All right, so let's. All right, let's move on to the next topic, and it's about the uh, the COVID nineteen <clears throat> stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a drag on our airsoft uh, season so far. Um, the best advice we can give you is you know be smart with it, use common sense. We are taking precautions for coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be doing thermal checks. We'll have waivers and stuff. Um, obviously, like. If you're feeling the symptoms within two weeks of the event, don't come. Like, you know, don't come. We and we are going to turn yeah, people please away. Please be smart and yeah. think about other people. Yeah, I mean, if you have if you have a temperature, I mean, it sucks. We got to turn yeah. you away. What we'll do is we'll um, save your ticket for next year's event, next year's big August event. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. All right. So like, be smart. Like, we'll have no problem like extending the ticket to next year, um, even if the price goes up. Right. Right. It's, yeah. it, you're already registered for next year if you can't make it this year due to COVID and stuff like that. So, like I said, be smart. Use your brain. And, um, yeah, like, was, like I said, we'll, we're going to get into more of what, what we'll be doing. But we're going to be doing thermal checks before you can even get into the gate. And we'll probably do them, do them periodically throughout the event. Um, it's just something, you know, something to keep everyone safe. That's the idea that we're trying to portray. And I believe that... Um like camouflage masks and stuff will be available to uh, in the PX if anybody wants. Yeah, you know? yeah, there should be someone selling them in the in the PX. Yeah. And with that being said, just take the precautions now. If you really plan on coming to our event, <clears throat> you can you can take the precaution now to not like go to a party with thirty five hundred people and hang out. You know, like take that precaution now. Right. Or you stay know? away. You know, stay away from the orgies. Yeah. Stay, yeah stay, stay out of the orgies. It's really know? hard. I know. And but... truck stop. Truck stop bathrooms, you know, glory holes. I mean, you never know. You never know what's on the other side. Wait until after coaches. Exactly. After (laughs) coaches, go glory hole crazy. But before then, and and this means uh, you know something that we have trouble with every year Um, on patrol. Spread out. Spread out. Yes. Just stay away from each other on patrol. It's both for your health and so you don't all die from the same. Exactly. Extra emphasis. Bunching up. Stop bunching up, stop the spread, and spread the fuck out. And stop spreading your That should be a good test. PSA. Yep. Uh, it's going to be. All right. Got them ready. Wait, 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 wait. Shh, wait. Guys. You hear that? What's happening? Is that John Fogarty? I think I hear it. Hey, guys. What are you... So now we're going to start the meat of the conversation about Operation Coaches Green. Joining us right now is Chris Johnson. Say what's up, Chris. Hey, how y'all doing? What's going on? What's going on, Chris? Glad to be here. Excited for uh, excited for Coaches Green. Hell yeah! Now, one of the things we've been working on throughout the entire year 
was the Coming Correct with Bay on the podcast. You know, it's a, it would be like 30 to one hour long conversations about the gear to come correct to all of our Vietnam events. So we're going to compile all of those into one longer episode so you can listen to them all in one shot. Uh, I know it's very similar to like Ferrucci when he watches like those like cream pie compilations on like mm. his favorite porn website. Hell yes. I like the titty fucking one. Yeah. Like those. Mm. So, Booby drop. Right. Hell so it's going to be one of those. It's going to be like a, you know, a compilation like that. Beautiful. All money shots. Just oh, getting yeah. blasted in the face. Right in the forehead. Yep. Just how you like it, Ferrucci. Oh, hell yeah, baby. So, yeah, that's, that's going to be released um, sometime after this this uh, podcast airs. And then another thing that we're we're going to add to for the immersion of Operation Cochise Green is Bay FEN Radio. That's kind of a little side project that CJ and I have been doing. CJ is developing a transmitter to transmit the stream via FM radio. So, actually, if you have a working FM radio, you could... Listen to it on a working, you know, instead of just using Bluetooth like we've been doing in the past. I don't know, CJ, you want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, what it is is uh, I picked up actually a friend of mine who used to do Vietnam games like way back in the day, and uh, he actually had it. It's an FM transmitter, and uh, you plug your media source in, and it'll actually you'll be able to use an empty FM uh, waves. You'll actually be able to use empty. Uh, FM waves up there, so we'll have to, I'll have to find a channel, and then uh, hopefully we'll be able to. You'll be able to bring your transmitter radio, tune into whatever the channel is I set, and uh, listen to AFBN radio right on the right on your regular radio. Can't get more authentic than that. No, nope. mm-hmm. that's pretty Without question. damn yeah. awesome. That's pretty damn correct. Yep, mm-hmm. coming correct. Yep. All right, so now that we're talking about music, let's go around the table and on the phone with Chris and. Everyone can uh, mention their favorite Vietnam era tune. So who wants to start first? Well, I kind of grew up during the Vietnam War, and um, the song that comes to memory is um, "Running Through the Jungle" by Creedence. That to me is is typical of the Vietnam War because those men were running through the jungle. That's a fantastic choice. Yeah, it kind of gets you jacked up too. Oh yeah, you know? especially the intro where it's like it, when they reverse like the uh, guitar tune or something yeah. on the piano. Mm-hmm. So it like sucks you in, and then it just hits you with an awesome rock song. Hell yeah, hell yeah. What about you, Fruity? Yeah. For me, it has to be "Kick Out the Jams" by MP- M- MC Five. I mean, you know when when he when he just goes "Kick Out the Jams, motherfucker!" Like it just encapsulates all that energy and all that angst from you know late '60s garage rock and early punk rock, and it just. Fucking hits you. That was a heavy song for the That's 60s. That's what I'm too. saying. That like that, that might be like the grandfather of butt rock. Dude, that yeah. was definitely the grandfather of like hardcore like butt rock. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Without you know, a doubt. Yeah. Some early good old American punk rock. You know, fuck the British and their, you know, little invasion and all that shit. I mean, you know. I'm just telling like it is, you know. <laughs> Sex pistols ain't got nothing on them. M- a tea party. Oh yeah, exactly. What about you, Mikey? Mm-hmm. I think uh, for me it changes all the time. Um, kind of depends on what song I think is getting to me the most jacked up for the event this year. And uh, actually, the the past two years, I think it's been uh, uh, Soul Sacrifice, Carlos Santana, the mm, live performance nice. at Woodstock. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, nice. yeah, that, that's pretty unbeatable. Nice yeah. yeah, honestly, I'm sure all of us are like that too. Like, I, like mine changes constantly. Like right now, like my favorite song is The Letter by the Box Tops. Like, it just, like, gets me all pumped up, you know? Like, 
I don't know, just a cool song. Yeah, I will say, runner up for me though, I've been uh, delving into some like really like rare cinema funk and like psych funk playlists. All of this like European sort of like flute acid jazz <laughs> funk kind of beats that you you'd see in those like B cinema like Euro cinema movies back then. Hmm. So it's like that's been pretty cool too. Yeah. That keeps me going when I'm doing work on, on gear or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I guess it's just changed up a little bit. I mean, I kind of listen to like a little more funk and stuff you know, with like the Temptations, you know? Yeah. Oh, dude. Motown, I mean, man. Exactly. Anything Motown. Motown's like, oh, yeah. come on. You, you can't know? be Motown. Like, That's what just... I'm saying. Like, you know, you go to the jungles you hear on the AF Evan and radio, you know, and just you hear the Temptations or whoever. It's just like, you know. Like, like I wish it would rain or exactly. you know, heard it through the It really adds to that, 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 you know, that vibe that's yeah. given throughout the entire base camp and yeah. everything. You know what's funny, too? Like, a lot of, um, of the shows on AFN radio that like we have in our collection. Yeah. All of them were playing I Wish It Would Rain by the Temptations. It must have been like yeah. well it was like one of the top songs of like sixty eight when yeah. when yeah. all those shows were were, uh, were recorded. Yeah. I, I listen to that all the time at work all the time and that song comes on almost every show. Almost every show they're playing it. <laughs> yeah. 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 What about you, CJ? It's I'm all over the place with music, so it's hard for me to pick one. Like I would say, like it all depends on mood. So like, yeah, yeah, sometimes right. it's Eva Destruction, you know, mm-hmm. Barry yeah, Wire. It's yeah. such a great song, mm-hmm. but then also it's also Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I'm like all over the place, and oh, uh, I love some Beach Boys. Dude, some Beach Boys. It just doesn't doesn't beat it. So it's hard. I'll go into some like Southern California hot rod rock, you know, yeah. like and it's just you know it all depends. I'm all over the place. What do you got, Chris? Alright, so there's like, uh, when when the Vietnamese took Saigon in 1975, they actually commissioned like uh, like a victory song. It's actually pretty hype. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, though. Um, <laughs> you have to go look that up on your own. Also, the Vietnamese really like making trap remixes of it. I don't know what's up with that. Um, but like, Wait, I really uh, want this. This I'll have to send it to you guys. It's 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 lit. Um, <laughs> but for like hype songs whose names I can pronounce, uh, it's got to be uh, "I Fought the Law," Bobby Fuller Four. Nice, yeah, that's nice. That's a great song. Yes. Yeah, very fast paced, very bouncy rhythm. Yep. Yeah. It's another one that was kind of ahead of its time a little bit. You know, it was, uh, it was very got a lot of covers. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's almost been covered more times than Louis Louis. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess another one would probably have to be the Count Five with Psychotic Reaction. Mm. You know? That's a good one, too. Uh, every time I hear it, I mean, the first time I heard it on uh, Battlefield Vietnam, it got me hyped. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I want to freaking fly Huey and everything, you know? <laughs> just laying hell with those M60s and everything, you know? Like, you just want to go massacre a whole entire village. Oh, right? hell yeah, you know? And no one's going to catch me. <laughs> Nobody mentioned... Jimmy, oh, yeah, no, I just want to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Purple, yeah. purple Haze, man. Yeah. Like, Voodoo Child. All along the Watchtower. Voodoo Anything, Child. Anything Hendrix. Machine Gun. Crosstown Traffic. That's it. Hey, Joe. Yep. I, I have a hot opinion. Uh, Hendrix over Clapton any day. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That's, that's, yeah. That's sorry that's, about it. No, yeah, that's, I, that's, in my opinion, you can't pick one guitar. Because Cream was good. I mean, but there's so many good ones out there. But I, the, if, there, if there was two guitarists in all of time that you could pit against each other, it's the, like two guitar gods in the exact same era in like psychedelic rock music. Man, Those two I, guys if were. If I had to choose between Clapton and Hendrix, man, it would be a tough one for me. It, it would be. 
but I think Hendricks would have beat out, would have been better than Clapton if he lived longer. If to he me, had more time. Like, oh. yes, I agree. And and yeah. Clapton is an incredible player. Like, oh, like, that, dude, what, yeah. are you, what are you going to yeah. say against that? But there's there's just some this little like twinkle of soul in when in Jimmy when he oh, plays. Like, yeah. there's just something that you can't. There's there's a there's a piece of the the other in there that I don't think Clapton can touch. Clapton was like as technically proficient and creative genius as he can be, yep. but you can't touch that little fucking touch of God that Jimmy oh, yeah. had. But then again, also it's like, but then you get Dick Dale. I yeah, that's something I mean, else. Dick Dale is, you know, I mean his guitar work is hands down, yeah, like some of the best. Yeah, he's crazy. The guitar was upside down. Yeah, it's nuts. Not like Jimi Hendrix upside down, but it was legitimately yeah. upside down. Well, yeah, he played. Down. Yeah, yeah. Well, how could you forget about early Led Zeppelin? I mean, with Jimmy Page, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was an excellent guitar player and everything. Yeah, he's. I mean, he is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I mean that whole era is responsible for some. Oh yeah, it's responsible for many decades of you know a bunch of ripoff artists and everything. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. God bless the '60s and their incredible music. Mm-hmm. So, Creedence Clearwater. Woo! Oh God. Fortunate son. <laughs> yelling I, fortunate son at a Vietnam airsoft event is like yelling Freebird at a concert. Dude, well, no, we, we, we do have Mike and I. So Mike and I timed this out on the way to Com Duck. There's a certain point where you can play Fortune Song, get it out of your system before you pull into the gate. Yep. And we were going to put a sign up so you hit play of Fortune Song on the way to Tolcom, and then it should be over by the time you get to the gate at Coaches. Yes. Yes, so we don't have to hear it a hundred times. So right the before we turn onto Burnt Hill Road, you better hope to God. Well, there, we, yeah, we timed it out. Put right? it on the overpass. Yes. <laughs> yes. There'll be a sign saying, Yo, "Play Fortune of Sun now." I honestly want to like petition the town to see if we can put up like a massive base sign on that overpass because <laughs> there's nothing going the opposite way. So it's just it, I should just say like "Welcome to Vietnam" or some shit. Speaking of improvements from last year, the biggest one we've. Added to was the addition of vehicles. So we have Sully's Deuce and we have Darius's Mutt. Um, you know, they're going to be tied into the missions. They're not going to be like free-roaming vehicles. Just like every every aspect in the event, it's it's, it's organized. It's not just going to be some like free reign of guys, you know, terracing through all the trails and doing what they want. So I know there was like a lot of concern with the NVA guys and you know we kind of assured them at one of the um, fireside chats that it's not like they're not there to be like some impenetrable tank and it's just a deuce like they're you know they're, they're tied into events of, they're actually more or less props for specific missions so um, but yeah it's pretty cool like there's something that we I think since like Junction City we talked about like getting uh, vehicles implemented into the events and now we have them it's reality so like shows that we're growing and i think it's something that we can be excited about yeah definitely yeah next year i plan on bringing the battleship new jersey up <laughs> oh through the creek yeah through the creek awesome. and, uh, so we have uh, field artillery or we have you know yeah right. we call like 16 inch guns we call like mission stories now with the uh, fast movers yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah we're gonna have a fundraiser soon for an f4 fam so you know check out gofundme and uh you know well, it does remind me, we, you know, somewhere in our literature, there is a GoFundMe link to Joe's uh, Deuce Fund. He's been repairing it. It's We've raised a decent amount of money for it. We raised about I think we raised a fifth of it already, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he he bought it already. Like, he bought it with his own money. Like, he financed everything, did it all, what he had to do. 
but now we really we're trying to like get money to, to supplement like the cost of maintenance and like you know he needs new tires uh he just got new brakes i think he had something wrong with the radiator and cj would know more than me yeah he lost the belt you know and the alternator he had to uh, get the alternator redone and because it's a 24 volt system you know it's a it's not your average 12 volt system so it's a little a little bit more pricey right and uh so yeah i had that done and then uh like stuff like drive shafts and everything like that Right, so he's he's really trying to get it to be tip top shape for the event and survive after you know throughout yeah. throughout the event and then be good for next year and and reduce the cost for that. Right. Um, another improvement that we have added to was the Vietnamese village, where we're actually going to uh, build some hooches. So Chris, you should be happy about that compared to uh, last year specifically. A real, a real overhead cover uh, to sleep in. <laughs> so for all you fucking NBA that are listening, um, yeah, I'm always encouraging people to you know be self-sufficient and bring their own tarps and stuff. But um, we're not just set up our base camp in a patch of woods this year. We're gonna have an actual village uh, and some buildings, you know. And even if the roofs are leaky, you take your tarp, you you lay it over the roof, you prop it up, and uh, yeah, our our lodging should be a lot better than previous years, which I'm excited for. Right, so you guys are going to have more of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for, like a more official camp for the NBA, something more like a, yes. like the, the GI experience in a way. So that's, that brings up an important, that brings up an important point with the camp is like, you can't have trash laying around, like it's, it's like, how, you know how we keep the GI camp somewhat, um... Authentic now the NBA camp needs to follow suit. It just can't be like okay. a campground like a spring break campground. So Maybe uh, I don't know if we could find it, but uh, Chris if you could talk to some of those guys in the chat about maybe finding like one of them wicker Bowl things and use it as a trash can. Yeah, you know them big wicker. Yeah, we should have a trash can um, at the camp we definitely uh, will. For everyone to throw their trash into yeah. and it's also been distributed among the uh, leadership that, you know, just really keep a close eye on policing trash. Right, and like one of the, the biggest uh, items of trash last year were the one gallon water jugs, which we are banning. So the NBA really yes. need to come with their own water, already filled up, and we will be supplying them water with uh, jerry cans. Yeah, let me, just, let me just be very specific on that. You come with all your period correct water containers, i.e. your canteens, you come with those full, uh, but you don't bring any more extra water jugs or anything. Um, what I do personally is I have one canteen around my shoulder, I have one canteen inside my rucksack, and they both, they're both full when I roll up to that gate. Um, but you don't need any other jugs of water or jerry cans. Um, we will be providing you water at the NBA base camp through several period correct jerry cans. So you don't need to worry about that. Just come with your canteens full and uh, we got you for the rest of the weekend. Hell yeah. The other, the other good thing about the camp is its location. It's going to be closer to the road and it's going to be actually on one of the trails that the Deuce can drive along. So you guys will be transported with your gear to that camp. But honestly, it's so close to the road you probably can walk a lot of your shit there if you don't want to wait for the, you know, for the deuce transport. Yeah, and uh, keep in mind that it's not an invitation to bring a ton of stuff. Uh, NVA has always been light on gear, and uh, we're going to continue that fine tradition. 
Um, you need to be highly mobile. You need to live out of your rucksack. So don't bring like three duffel bags full of gear. Uh, you can bring them in your car, but they're staying in your car. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, Chris, I'm glad you, that was one of my points. I was going to say, you already beat me to it. That's good. Yeah. Like this isn't like bring everything in, but the kitchen sink because you have shelter and you have a camp. It's, it's literally, you're still, you should still be prepared to sleep out in your, uh, you know, in a, in a Ron situation or like a bivouac, uh, type setup. Yeah. Uh, we'll be checking gear at the staging area and if, yeah, it's all gotta go through an approval process. And if we see you bringing like a giant cooler, um, or something like that, we're gonna, we're gonna have to tell you to put it back in your car and yeah. I don't have to do that. Yeah. So just don't bring it. Agreed. Keep your igloos at home. Yeah. Please. Yeah, we're sleeping in hooches, not igloos. I meant the cooler. Oh. <laughs> I know you meant. That's probably good. <laughs> All right, so um, that's really the two big improvements. We have a lot of stuff in terms of gameplay and game flow that we improved on that you guys will see when you're experiencing the event. Um, one of the big items, which I want Mike to talk about a little bit, is chain of command with the NCOs. And assuming command, which is which is something that we it was a hot topic we talked about a lot um, in our videos and just in you know chats with uh, command staff and stuff like that we are we're gonna work on. So Mike, you wanna talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So this is a you know this has been like you said it's been a talking point. Um, we have set up a command structure at this event solely for the purpose of military simulation. It's not to boss you around. We don't think we're better than you or in charge of you or all this sort of stuff. It's purely for the fact that we are streamlining this military simulation to be as realistic as possible. So you have your officers, you have your platoon leaders, you have the company's first sergeant, the major, the captain, everything. It goes right up all the way to the top here. Because you guys want military simulation, it's coming. And part of it is chain of command, which means not running around, going rogue. We covered all of this in our video. But most of all, it means listening to the orders when they come down the line. Again, it's not about bossing you around. We are trying to accomplish like all of the fun things that we have planned for you for this event. And that requires some level of administration. So the orders are not to like tell you what to do because you don't know what to do. It's so that we can accomplish our objectives or be here at this specific time because we have things that are gonna happen throughout this event. And everybody that is in charge of the platoons, your, your platoon leaders and, and the NCOs, they're all part or, or incorporated within like the base staff and they're trying to accomplish the one single visionary goal of making this event awesome. So with that being said, like we're, we're trying to keep a handle on everybody so don't go running off. Like you don't have like your guys or anything like that. Like we're, we're move as one unit. We're keeping everything on a company level and we're trying to keep everything as streamlined and organized as possible. So just listen to your NCOs and your platoon leaders and don't be making out calls or making like tons of suggestions or like, and, and remember that there's a chain of command. So you're gonna talk to your, your team leaders your platoon sergeant, your platoon leaders, and that'll go up to the first sergeant and the company sergeant major, and then maybe it'll get to Liam. But like, 
it really like we're, we're trying to keep everything as streamlined so everybody can stay focused on what they're doing. So please just just sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride, man. Like you're you're on the ride. Let us take you through the experience as best that we can, and and don't fight it. Please, for the love of God, just don't fight it. And that applies, we don't need it. That applies for the Pavin side too. I know Chris has got a pretty tight uh, chain of command set up for his side. So yeah, I mean, I, Chris, I mean, I don't think that's much of a problem. I think you guys are pretty uh, square away yeah. in that respect. Uh, if you don't mind me going into that a little bit, go ahead. Um, so right now um, we are finalizing our uh, our TOE for Pavin forces. Um, I'm going to be CO, and I'm going to have a uh, command element with me consisting of an XO uh, and some other guys. And we've already uh, we've already sketched out our uh, our sections and our cells um, and our small unit leaders. When you arrive to the event as NBA, and when you check in and register, um, you will at that point be assigned to a section in the cell. Uh, I know you haven't heard anything about that yet, but we need to actually see uh, what guys we have on the ground when the event begins uh, in order to assign them. And uh, yeah, so when you check in and you report to me, uh, I'll put you in the right spot. Yeah, I guess you guys you guys are a little more flexible than the GIs that you can do that, actually. That's correct. With like 60 GIs, Definitely. it'll be tough to do that. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll touch more on, on this checking in process later on in the uh, episode. Um, but yeah, that's good that you guys you guys have a pretty tight chain of command. Uh, you guys will probably be about platoon size too, so that'll be pretty good. Oh yeah, very excited about that. So another another part of this, I think that we should go over that we discussed with um, Bear Mike Diamante this week is that basically on, well, I mean we're all going to be up there by Wednesday, so we're kind of getting in the immersion zone then. But come that like. 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock mark on Friday. For us, we're in roll, which means we're going to be, you know, Bear's going to be the company first sergeant. I'm going to be a platoon leader. CJ is going to be a platoon leader, which means it, it kind of is like, it's not that we're not your friend anymore, but like there's there's a chain of command happening now and we have to do stuff as staff. So we're going to be in roll. We might smoke you. We might like, you know, joke around with you a little bit. We might like really put the hurt on you in terms of like, you got to get this done and this done and this done. It's going to be work. And including like, if you're doing something wrong, we might make you fill sandbags, but like stuff like that, it's going to happen. So, so once, once the weekend hits and everybody's all dressed up and ready to go, it's in roll time. And you, you got to realize that you're in like, a like it's think of it like you're on, in you're a movie, actually in a unit. you're, you're in a movie, man. Like this is, this is an acting job for us as much as it is as we are staff. So it's, and and you also got to think about the fact that guys like Bear and Jim Powers, they did this shit for real. And, like, we get advisory from, from like, all sorts of veterans who are, like, all in combat all over the world. And we're, we're taking the best advice that we can. And we have, we have veterans in, in our staff. So we're, we're not making this shit up. And we're not, like, going to put you in dumb situations. We're doing this thing with the best advice as, as we can possibly get. And you like you gotta remember just not to like kind of argue with that. Like it's it's hard when you're trying to argue with somebody who did this shit for real and and you haven't and none none of us have. So we listen to the guys that did and you should too. So it's safe to say like don't go to Liam or Fred and ask them what food you should bring out on patrol. 
Yeah. If, if I get know, yeah. asked if I need if I can yeah. bring peanut butter on a patrol, I'm gonna fucking blow my brains out. Yeah. Like seriously, like those are. I mean, food you should probably have that squared away on your own. Yeah. But if you have to ask, ask your your platoon or your squad leader. You know, if you have to. Ask. Yes, it works up too. Like if you're if you're asking me something and you you're that means. You, and you didn't ask anyone else. That means you skipped at least four dudes before yeah. you even got to me. Like you should have your, at minimum, your squad leader. I don't think we're not we're not really doing team leaders. So we're yeah. doing squad yeah. leader. Yep. Then there's the platoon sergeant. Then there's the platoon leader. Then there's the company first sergeant. And then there's me. So what is that? Four guys. I'm the fifth guy. Yeah. Right. So then if you go on the Fred, then there's no. Then then there's company sergeant major too. It's Jim. So no, that's battalion. He's oh, battalion. That's, oh, that's battalion. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, then yeah. you're going up to then you're going up to Jim. There's another dude. But then there's other NCOs in in battalion at battalion level. There's actually NCOs other NCOs at company level. Yeah. And if you can't find your platoon NCOs, find the other platoon's NCOs. Find yeah. the other platoon leader. Yeah. Find anybody else. I don't but think the battalion staff who I needs think, to be worrying about other shit. I don't yeah, think it's like, going to be a problem this year because I think the NCOs will be on top of guys more. Yeah. I think yeah. That, that mm-hmm. issue's been nipped. You know, like. I think we'll, we yeah we, we're away. doing everything that we can yeah, on but, our end to yeah. make sure. That but that's you will obvious. also bring yeah. this up at the briefing before yes. the event. Yes, yes. Person, because yeah. not everybody's going to hear this podcast. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then people forget. Yeah. You know, you, you need to kind of like it's all repetition. You got to repeat it again too. Yeah. And so and this, um, uh, this this all applies to NVA as well. Um, yes. If you have a question, you ask your cell leader. If he doesn't know, he asks the section leader. And then if the section leader still doesn't know, then they come to the XO. And if the XO somehow doesn't fucking know, they come to me. Like, everyone has their job to do. Right. Um, and your cell leader's job is to answer your questions. So, find him. Right. It's Yeah, it's the same. It's really the same thing, just on a smaller scale. This is, you guys want military simulation. This is it, man. This is it. It's it's not just like run around and, and like like chickens with no heads and, and and shoot them up. This is military simulation, so you're getting all of it, even the bad parts. We're trying to give you like the closest thing possible to military to being in the actual military without being in the actual military. You definitely get a bank for your buck for what you pay for. Yep. I mean, without very a doubt. fair pricing and look what you get with everything. You get vehicles. You get you know structure. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Right? Without a doubt. Yeah. No, that's... Where else can you get that? I mean, honestly. I don't know. In your dreams when you're sleeping. Mm, that's pretty That's hot. pretty much it. Pretty much it. Well, you're just dreaming about this. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, I have bad dreams weekly about this event being shit. I'm, like, it's whacked out, no. man, all the time. All the time. I that's what happens, man. It's just, it's like, just like, it's, it's on my shoulders, man. Yeah. Like, Of course, but, you know... At least all the time, I'll wake up, I'll be like, yo, Casey, I had a dream that everyone showed up with the wrong helmet... At Coach E Green. <laughs> and I was the only one with the right helmet, and no one got on my side. Like, not even us? Yeah, like everyone was like, no, this, like, I had them one helmet, and everyone else had, like, like a patch. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no, they had the wrong helmet. And it was just like, everyone but me had the wrong helmet. And I was like, the only one with the right helmet, trying to convince everyone that this is the Vietnam helmet. And everyone was like, like no, man, this is it. We, like, why do we all have the same helmet and you don't, you know? It's like a mind fight. Viking horns. <laughs> yeah. The Viking helmet. Yeah. Now, I'm going to have a dream of that tonight. I was just trying to, just trying to stand yeah. out there, Sarge. You know, come back. I mean, that's just one of them. I have other ones, too. Like play the Valkyries. Yeah. It just... Uh, we forget. Come on. Fuji wants to be a Valkyrie deep down. He does. Damn right. He does. He's a Valkyrie on the inside. Mm-hmm. So I can see him with those big, long, blonde pigtails. And big tits. <gasps> yeah. And chest plate. <laughs> so with what? this all being said... <laughs> 
So we're essentially saying, if you think about assuming command, don't. That's that's the whole topic of don't the assume, assume command. command. Exactly. Rule number five. Yep. Yeah. Assuming command. Don't five. <laughs> don't assume. <laughs> assume command. Don't yeah. assume command. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. So something that changes every year, and we kind of improve on. It's it's. I think we we got it a lot. We got a lot of it done last year. Was the checking in process. So this is your you're arriving at the event and. One of the guys said, he's like, dude, it was awesome. Like, I'm driving up to, I think he was actually Pavin too. And he's yeah. like, he's like, dude, I, I'm driving up to the gate and they got a fucking gatehouse there. They're checking people in. Like, the immersion's already starting before I'm even out of the car. So we really are building up on that. And we have, now we're going to have like active MPs. One of the officers will be in charge of that. We'll be on duty for that. And for both sides, you're getting checked in. So what we're going to do is... You, is before you even arrive, you're signing the MSATO waiver online. We've posted it multiple places. I'll post it again. Um, what, what's gonna happen is we'll have a list before we even uh, arrive. If you're not on that list, you have to sign that. You, you have to physically show us you signing that online. Because we're not going to download a new list just for you. So just sign it now. Like, so if you're listening to this boring ass podcast, sign it fucking now. I'll even put the link in this podcast. So you have no excuse. In fact, everybody probably takes what five seconds to do it. Five yeah. seconds. All right, here we go. Really five seconds. We're gonna. So click on the link right now. Ready? One Mississippi. Two Mississippi. Three Mississippi. Four Mississippi. Five Mississippi. Did you sign the waiver? That's how long it took. That's how long it should have taken. Right? Yeah. Okay. So sign the waiver. You'll be checked on the list. After that. We're gonna do a thermal scan for the Corona stuff. Um, there'll be a couple waivers from the, you know, there'll be a Bay waiver, and then there'll be like a, a COVID release form stating that you have not shown symptoms in the last two weeks, or have had Corona in the last two weeks. After that, you're gonna be allowed to go through the gate. You're gonna be given your paperwork to check in with the admin tent. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna drive through the gate, There'll be a staging area for gear. There'll be a GI staging area. There'll be a Pavin staging area, okay? You drop your shit off there, drive down to the motor pool, which will be down the hill. You know, anybody who's ever gone there before, when you when you come into the gate, you go to the right, There's it's down in the field. If you're new, you'll see the you'll see where all the other cars are going. You'll uh, park your car. I highly suggest getting dressed there, getting into character. Get into your character there. You put your uniform right on at your car, Walk back up. We may we may get you guys um, transport back up from the, the hill, depending on how many people are showing up at once or whatever. Um, you're going to check in at the top, which is the, the top on the GI base for both Pavin and the GIs. <laughs> okay. When you visit the admin tent, uh, we'll have battalion staff there that are going to check you into the event. If you're a GI, you're getting assigned a bunk there, so you'll get you'll get to see where you're sleeping. The NVA and the Vietcong guys, they're just more or less getting checked in, just so they can get their swag. So both of the sides will be going through the PX to get their T-shirts or whatever items they get they ordered. There'll also be stuff for sale that the um, few of the guys that make stuff will be selling at the PX. NVA so, just report to the NVA staging area. No, they don't. Oh, they don't? No. Sorry, my bad. 
So, so what's going to happen is, after the NDA go through processing, they're going to get transport to the NBA camp where they, where they will check in with Chris and they will get assigned to their cells. So they're still, so Chris, this is more or less for checking into the event. Is They're going through the GI base to check into the event actually. So we make sure they have all their waivers and all that shit signed. Gotcha. All right, and, and get their free shit. Yeah, everybody's gotta go through the same channel. Okay, so the difference is the NBA, after they're done, they'll go pick up their stuff at the NBA staging camp, you know, staging area load their stuff onto a truck, or if they, they don't have that much stuff, they can literally walk across the road and walk up to the NDA camp. The GIs will go to their assigned bunk, and the GIs will go to their assigned bunk, and then they'll, um, you know, more or less stow all their stuff in their bunk. So that's really the checking in process. I know it's long and boring, but it helps when people know what to expect. I think the biggest takeaway from this is come with your uniform ready to be changed into at your car. So like don't stuff it into your rucksack and then you throw it in staging, you gotta run up in your freaking, your, you know, your Jenko jeans or whatever city clothes you're gonna wear. Do it down to the, do it down to the motor pool. Get dressed in the motor pool and then walk yourself back up or get transport. You can already be in character as you're arriving. It's kind of like a reporting for duty on, at LZ, you know, LZ English for the GIs. NVA doesn't really start, I guess, until you hop on the truck and get into the village. You earn extra points for show up at the gate in a 60s car. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay? They got bottles and bottles of fucking water. Alright, so they dump all their fucking water into their canteen, canteens, leave the fucking bottles, and they go off. Meanwhile, don't fuck me have to run across the AO chasing plastic bags because they left plastic bags on the ground. I only got 10 fuck. I don't have any fucking toes. All right? On top of that, they were in such a fucking hurry to leave, they left both car doors open. Like, where the fuck are these guys? So now I got to get off my useless ass and fucking close the doors. I mean, come on, guys. That's, that's dumb shit. And here's another one. We had radio problems at Cam Duck, okay? Okay, we're scrambling to get the fucking radios going. We can't get them going. These guys are ready to go out on patrol. Everybody's chomping at the bit to get the fuck out of there. And we're working on the radio. Finally, we're calling Liam. What do we do? Ba -ba -ba -ba. Liam goes, oh, I got a spare radio in my bag, in the truck, in, the, in Mike's truck. So he goes and gets the radio, oh, turns it on, gets the frequency, and leaves. Off they go. All right, so now there's a fucking radio with its guts hanging out. In the fucking talk area. Now my responsibility. So what happens? It starts to fucking rain. Now who's got to make responsibility? Take, take the time to fucking put all this shit together and get it out of there? Me. You've got to be fucking kidding me. I mean, come on, guys. And the one that tops it off. Okay? I don't know how many fucking guys ask me for tools. You fucking guys know that sometimes... Guns break down and you're going to need a screwdriver, you're going to need a flathead, you're going to need a Phillips, you're going to need a fucking needle-nose plier. How can you not bring your own when you go to an event like this? Because you know what? We all know these guns break down. First of all, you should have a fucking spare. And you should bring fucking tools. I'm not a fucking toolbox, alright? Bring your own fucking tools. And then, and then we have another guy. Uh... They, they, didn't, they didn't go on the run. For whatever reason, they didn't want to go on the run. So they come back to the, they come back to the fucking parking area, to the, to the base, and had the goal to ask me, is there a Domino's that delivers up here? Are you fucking kidding me? We're 25 fucking miles from a fucking town. You're going to get Domino's to deliver here? Holy shit. I, you, you can't make this shit up. You fucking can't make this fucking shit up. Does Domino's deliver? I'm fucking real. I said to the guy, this is not fucking Brooklyn. Are you kidding? And then this is the, this is the one that just really irks the living shit out of me. This is, this is the beauty. Okay, let's get a fire going. We get a fire going, all right? Beautiful fire in, the, in a 50-gallon pail. Beautiful, okay? And we're burning pallets. We're breaking them up and uh, throwing, throwing them in there, keeping it going. And, um, gee, uh, you think maybe that fire's a little close to the canopy? Nah, it's okay. Uh, in case it rains, it'll still keep uh, burning. We can maybe dry stuff off and still sit under the canopy. Yeah, okay, fine. Meanwhile, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, there's this big fucking loud boom. A fucking black cloud goes up 10 feet in the air, and we're like, what the fuck was that? And holy shit, we're going, man. And meanwhile, this guy's chuckling off to the side. Mind you, further enough away from the fucking 50-gallon pail, okay? Chuckling. He goes, oh, I, I must have thrown a live 
CO2 cartridges in there. I thought it was spent. You thought it was spent. First of all, fucking metal like that doesn't burn in a fucking fire unless it's 450 degrees. Are you kidding? Spent or not? You don't fucking throw metal in a fucking fire. Who's going to clean that up after the fucking fire's out and we're gone? All right? So to top it off, I'm sitting there and I'm... You, the guys are out, and they're out in the, in the fucking field, and there's shit going on, and I'm, I look up, and I see, I counted, 13 fucking holes in my brand new canopy. I just took it out of the fucking box, okay? Well, that plume of smoke that went up blew hot embers into the sky all over the place, okay? And 13 of those little embers made my fucking canopy. Not to mention that they just cut the grass, and there's dead grass around, it could have started a fire, all right? So I'm saying to myself, fuck. So I get up and I take tape and I tape up the holes and I'm going, shit. So that night it rained really fucking hard. My tent was sideways and it was like a little drip. Now I'm thinking, there's a little drip. Liam and I were sleeping in that tent. They hadn't gone out on the run that night because it was Friday night. They were going to do the run on Saturday. So I'm saying, well, how can this fucking thing be be fucking leaking. Liam says, well, perhaps it's the condensation from us breathing. I said, yeah, that's probably it. I get up Sunday morning. I look up. I see a fucking dime hole burn through my rain fly and through my mosquito netting in a tent that I just fucking bought. I used it twice. The ember went through the rain net and through the mosquito net and onto uh, a sleeping pad. Meanwhile, a sleeping bag is about six inches away, and a wool blanket is about six inches the other side. And it landed on a, a, a sleeping pad and burned a hole through that. Didn't make the flooring, thank God. So, my point is, that has got to be the dumbest fucking shit that I have ever seen. I mean, come on. Really? So, I'm just warning you. If I see any dumb shit... Come Cochise, I'm going to sick bear on you because he's going to be worse than I am. And I'm telling you, I'm pretty bad. So don't do any dumb fucking shit. I can explain. Thanks for the rant, Fred. Hopefully no one fucks up to have to hear this shit in person. Seriously though, don't... Don't fuck up. Be smart. Use your brain. Let's move on to the timetables for the event. Let's start off with talking about the pre-event timetable, which is essentially something that we've been really emphasizing is come early. If you arrive at noon on Friday, you're late. You're technically late. We'll be up there as early as Wednesday building the base. Uh, building the town, working on the outpost for the GIs as early as Wednesday afternoon. Thursday, I think more people are coming up. I think probably half of the people are coming up Thursday. So Thursday Thursday morning to afternoon will be very similar to what we did on Wednesday. Um, we'll try if we have if we have enough guys who are willing to do it. We'll do like an in, in in country training session for the GIs. Maybe something for the NVA. I know Chris will be there on Thursday all day. Um, and then, yeah, Thursday evening we may do a, a patrol like we did last year. That was a pretty cool patrol at night when we went, you know, the patrol to get the sandbags. Yeah. Um, 
We lost. That was when we lost Muller. Yep. Yeah. So it, was, it added to the scenario a little bit. Leave uh, no man behind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Pavin, if they're in, if they're up for it, maybe we'll we'll have them do something. And then Thursday night we'll do a video. I'm sorry. At Thursday night we'll do a movie, something from the period where we were actually just talking about movie choices earlier. You know, we're thinking of James Bond. Maybe I don't know. Um, what what else? you say, Green Berets? Yeah, Green Berets, Barbarella. Yeah, we'll have something. We'll have something. We'll have something with some ladies in the man. Yes, yeah, maybe. Ain't no ladies in Green Berets. No, <laughs> no, there isn't. Yeah, but nothing like sharing a tent with a hard on. Fourteen other dudes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's the CJ likes. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, CJ yeah. always makes up these like really thought out, wacky ideas like that. Man. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you you're quite creative behind those glasses. Yeah, you yeah, might be more per- perverted than her. Uh, mm-hmm. Herbert. Uh, Can I, I might be. be. Might be more might perverted be than Herbert. Freaking fag. Herbert. So okay, so <laughs> that's Thursday night. So what we what we're really that's like immersion on for most of the dudes. And what Mike said last year oh, about about MacArthur last year, and really about Junction City was that the events are already in like full swing. So like when dudes are arriving Friday morning. They're they're like wow this like this has been going on and at this point it's going on for an extra day of this like at this year the, the big difference is like we're going up there as early as Wednesday this year yeah so um, Friday morning we're gonna continue to build the Pavin base hopefully the Pavin base is built by then it's really building the outpost the, the GI base should be the GI base I'm gonna do that again. Right, so Friday morning is really uh, going to be dedicated to building the outpost, and the Pavin base and the GI base should really be built up already. Like maybe a few, few last-minute things. Um, that said, that's when a lot of like I think the newer guys are going to be arriving, so we'll have to like kind of cycle them in. But like I said, you arrive on Friday, post noon. Post new. Hi. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Almost. Almost. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let me try again. Woo! If you all right, here we go. So if you arrive on Friday after twelve noon, you're late because the event is starting. We're we're doing a kickoff at three p.m. So uh around 12 30 is probably going to be the pavin rules briefing and their mission briefing then the gis are going to be shortly after that and then i know we're going to do a company formation and get everyone squared away for the gis the mva will probably be a little more fluid but they're they're going to have to get into place to, for the event start um so that's really important like no, there's like no there's no excuse for airsoft time in this because and if everyone doesn't know what airsoft time is that's really the event starts at 10, but then it doesn't start until 12 because everyone's fucking around, loading their mags and stuff. Come with all your stuff loaded. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. something we touched on um, in one of the videos that uh, we made last weekend. But very big is like, come ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Load, your, load your mags the night before. You know, it's not, like some people say, oh, it's going to hurt the spring. It's not going to hurt your spring. You think you're going to have your mags loaded all for your weekend. Yep. You know, load your mags the day before. Yeah, so it's, it's all that time you can erase. You know, like you said, loading up those mags, you know, adds time when you're on the field. Yeah, have your rucksack packed. Yep. Ready to My go. mags are loaded right now. My mags have been loaded since last year. There you go. Attaboy. Yeah. There you go. Always Dude, you, you might have problems with your springs then. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just, 
just take the time to pre-check your gear and pre-pack it and get yeah. ready to go. It makes mm -hmm. packing your car easier and it makes showing up on base and just entering the scenario a lot easier. And you don't have to stress out when you're taking everything apart and not second-guessing yourself like, oh, did I bring this item or that equip piece? Right, like, yeah, yeah you have no chance missing it. Exactly. Right, I'm not like, waiting for it. Like last year, um, I don't want to shout any names or call anyone out, but remember when DJ showed up right when we were stepping off. Yeah. He fought, I mean, he got it done pretty quick. Yeah. But we were about to leave without him. Yeah. Like, he actually got it. Like, we were, like, kind of moving. He, like, kind of threw his shit together and, and got out. Yeah. Well, he, he had actual job responsibilities. Yes. So, the, I mean, like, I understand that, but, well, like, but, but we're, still, we're not going to be able to do we that. Can't. We can't. There's, there's yeah. 60 other dudes. Yeah. There's 80 other people. If you're counting the NBA, you know, from the GI perspective, there's the entire event. You can't, you can't wait on one guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're not if you're not ready to go out on Friday, you're not doing the run on Friday night. Okay, so now the next timetable I want to talk about is during the event. So that's Friday afternoon to Sunday, probably late morning. Um, if you're not ready on Friday, you're missing that Friday night run. Both sides will be out in the field Friday and Saturday. If my vision is fulfilled, like, like we're able to do what, what we've planned for. Um, with that said, like, yeah, if you're, if you miss that first patrol on Friday, you're missing, you're missing Friday essentially. Yeah. So you have to be there on time. And we're stressing that like for both sides, like even if you, let's say you show up to like go through registration, it's not going, it's not going to be as quick as if you showed up on Friday morning because Everyone's gonna be busy doing the event, so it's gonna be at like the event's discretion to like get you cycled into the event and, and joined in. So you're, it's gonna take a, a while to get scanned. It's gonna take a while to to sign your waivers, to check in, to get your bunk assignment. That's not gonna be a priority. So it's very important to come in early, and like Mike says all the time, come in on Thursday. Enjoy that extra day. You want that base life. That's where you're gonna get it. And that's when you're gonna get it on Thursday. Mm -hmm. do, do you do you plan on doing anything on Thursday night as far as uh, a kind of a mission or anything like that? If there are guys around, if there yeah, we said we said Thursday night. I'm talking. Yes, about. Yeah, we'll do like patrol and everything. Yeah, yeah, we'll do something Thursday night. Great, yeah. that's great. Yeah. So Friday night, really, we're we're we've been touching on this. Be prepared for wet weather. We're trying to keep you out running in the event the entire time. So two ponchos minimum for GIs. I think, um, Chris, I saw a few of your guys talking about rain gear. I think a couple of them were getting uh, posh palakas and like a, a tarp or something like that. Yes. Um, they're in the Pavin planning group, which, by the way, you should be in by now if you are on Pavin. Uh, it's a Facebook group. If you're not in it, find me. Um, yeah, in that group, there have been made several posts about uh, recommended tarps. Uh, ponchos and hammocks and other stuff like that. Um, and if you you know if you don't find the info you need there, just ask one of us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the guys who've done this for two years now should should be really be squared away. Um, it just comes down to sucking it up a little bit. Yeah, you're gonna be out of your comfort zone. That's the whole point. This isn't just like a, a one day game where like, hey, you know what this. This kind of is getting a little hard. I'm gonna go back to my car and listen to music. Like no, like you're no, nope. you're staying out. You, no. you got to stay out. So that's the other thing that I want to say too is, um, once you're out in the field, there's no like walking back by yourself to the car. Like we have to go back as a unit. There's no like 
just dudes walking on their own. And they, this comes down to a few things, like anywhere from safety to immersion to, you know, think about it. The NBA will be setting booby traps all night. So then now one little, like, boner who can't uh, handle the cold is going to walk through and trip all those traps in, out of game. Like, that's not fair to those guys who have been working hard to set those traps. Like, some stuff like that. So, like, there's no, like, all right, time out. I'm going back to the camp. I got to go take a shit. Like, there's, no, there's none of that. You're taking a shit in the woods. Or you're going to get warm somehow. I don't know. But... Yeah, like that whole like, and 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 there's a there's it's a whole camp full of guys, including you know military veterans that are gonna are gonna laugh you out of there, if you if you try and pull that. I mean, like it's it's just ridiculous. Like I think by now, I think the player base. I mean, like even the new guys, they kind of know where they're going. Like where you you should know where you're going by now and bring the right attitude, or you're gonna get laughed out of there, man. Because if you if you moan and complain about the rain or not being prepared enough, that's your own damn fault. Yeah, we, we purposely have our events to push your comfort level and to push your your abilities, you know, and that's just something you have to get past, you know. Yeah. If, you, if you are uncomfortable because it's dark or uncomfortable because it's wet, suck it up, buttercup. I'm we're telling you that it could be that way now. Yeah. yeah. We give you all the necessary preparation that you could possibly need. I mean, like, we're, I mean, we're fucking... Like, between the buyer's guides and the videos and our, all of our new, like, Mad Minute Monday stuff coming out, between these podcasts and everything, we're fucking babying you and holding your hand all the way up to the event so you can be prepared enough to actually man up and do this. So, if you come to our event with all the information that's available and act like you don't know, that's on you. It's basically Milsom camping at its, at its, at its zenith. I mean... You got to prepare yourself for being in the outdoors. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Because everyone, like you were mentioning, I know people think, oh, it's an airsoft event. But we're here we are out in the woods. We're exposed to the elements and everything. You got to have some mindset of survival. You know, that's the thing. You know, a lot of these guys aren't used to that sort of survival mode. Where you're outside, you know, we don't have a roof above your head. And you're used to having a wool blanket around you. That's not the case. You gotta get used to being, like I said, having bugs crawling on you. You gotta get used to the mud. You gotta get used to, you know, the breezes that are uncomfortable when you're sleeping comfortably on your poncho liner and everything. That's what it comes down to. It's camping. You dress up like you're in Vietnam in 1968, and then you do your part to survive. You know? And like I said, like what everyone else in the staff said. You gotta, you know, have, you know, prepare yourself for it. You can't just expect, you know, like I said, they've held your hand to this point. All you gotta do is do your part and buy the gear, and then you're gonna be all right. Don't bitch about it. Just fucking realize this is camping. That's that's how I personally see it, and I think most people can agree on it as well because that's what it is, and that's the first thing that came to my mind when I first got involved with this group was like I'm basically camping with my airsoft gear. So action camping. That's pretty right. much, yeah. Like Steven, action uh, camping. Steven Cardello. That's what he. Action camping like, or hardcore. This, is, this uh, isn't just a Vietnam airsoft event. This is a Vietnam experience. So yeah. if you're expecting to go out and shoot a bunch of guys, yell at people over not calling their hits, and then go back to a fucking bunk and like play trap on your little cell phone speakers, fart in your hand, and laugh at memes, then don't fucking come because we're going out there and we're 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 really doing the fucking thing. So come prepared, come correct. Yeah. 
On a positive note, the long-range forecast calls for it to be in the middle 70s uh, during the day and the middle 60s to the low to 60 degrees at night with no forecast for rain. But that's three weeks away, and a lot can happen. And it's been a hot weeks. summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I almost would like it to be a little warmer, to be honest. I'd love it to be it, in, it in the 80s. Yeah, it might. I mean, last year... Last year it wasn't too bad except for that last day. Sunday, yeah, yeah. Sunday was killing. We'll, let's we'll talk about Sunday for this year in a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, I mean, we're you know, we're we're talking about the timetables here, but it's really about what we're trying to emphasize here is lasting that timetable, lasting that Friday night to Sunday morning, and we've done everything we can other than just flat out buying you the gear yeah. to survive it. And um, we're not trying to kill you. We're not literally yeah. going to kill you. Yeah. This is. I mean, we gotta we gotta survive ourselves. So exactly. we're gonna you know keep it keep it reasonable. But some people just don't like I mentioned don't have that sort of uh, intuitive thought process. Like you know what I'm outside. I need something. But you know, but you know, the, like every year, and I don't want to like make anyone feel bad. Um, every year we do get the like one or two guys who think it is. Oh, this is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be like another airsoft game. But it's like annoying that I gotta get all this gear. And then they realize, oh shit, I haven't fired my gun the entire day, and I'm tired as hell because I've been walking around. That's the event. That's what these events yeah. are. Yeah, but then you have guys who all they have is one granola bar and the freaking, you know, yes. web pouch, yes. and it's just like, what the fuck are you thinking? Yep. You know, like, like I said, it's more than just airsoft, and I think that's what we really need to emphasize. This is, you know, like Mike said, it's an experience... And it's we're an trying event, to and, yeah. and I know it's, I said it's a, dozens it's not of times. It's an airsoft game. It's an yeah. event. It's an you event. know, it's an event, and we're here to tell a story. And we're storytellers. You know, we're not action heroes trying to kill everything in sight like fucking Rambo. Now, that's a scary thought. But Ferrucci telling you bedtime stories. Yeah. That is a scary fucking thought. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Ferrucci. Shit, you kind of ruined my momentum. I know. I know I did. I meant to. Thank you very much. I love you too. No, I get it. I get it, Fruchi. No, you're right, man. And like, that's the thing. It's it's bigger than like that. Like even a lot of like the events that advertise themselves as Milsom events, you're still like going back to the parking lot yeah. and then sleeping at a hotel. Yeah, this isn't that. That's, that's the not hotel. Thing. The best accommodation we have is a stinky old. 60 year old tent, you know, like, yep. that's, that's, that's it. How, but that's yeah. how it should be, though. I mean, I'm, I'm really annoyed at some of the people that, ha- you know, feel the need to go back to their car and sleep in for the this night. This ain't glamping. This ain't glamping. No. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of is. It's like 60s glamping. Yeah, 60s glamping. Arrow glamping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arrow glamping. And then, and then it's I mean, glamping see- compared to the NBA, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but this year you guys are going to have some good accommodations, Chris. Yeah, we, we are glamping compared to ourselves last year. <laughs> yes, yeah. But, I mean, Chris, let me ask you this then. Are you, I'm hoping, I know you will be, but you think you're going to try to get your guys to camp outside of those hooches? Not, I'm not saying out of the, I, I don't want to, like, give it away or get people paranoid that they're camping all over the place. But you guys are, are still coming, hopefully, prepared to sleep out in a Ron or a bivouac type of situation, right? Yes, I expect everyone in my force to have a tarp, to have a hammock, to have everything they need to sleep just out in the woods. Um, if we get a building to sleep in, that's that's icing on the cake. But, I mean, from a tactical standpoint, putting everyone inside of, you know, one or two buildings is just a bad idea. Yep. And also, um, space may be limited, so we want 
people to have the capability to sleep wherever. Right, and these yeah, that's the thing is these hooches are really being built as like a um, an emergency purpose. Yeah, so, and I personally will be sleeping outside the hooch. I've got everything I need to sleep wherever the fuck I want. Right, um, and I expect everyone else to do the same. Um, you know, if you want a hooch and if you have access to a hooch, yeah. we'll, we'll get you a hooch. But the baseline performance that you need to be able to to maintain is sleeping. Right. So let's say you survived and you lasted the whole weekend. And now you're tired and cranky and you want to go home. Sunburnt. Don't forget sunburnt. 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 Okay, so let's say around let's say around noon Sunday, everyone we're gonna get everyone back to the fire base. We're gonna have a little bit of a debriefing. We'll talk about uh, what we can improve, what sucked. What was good um, for both sides? For both sides. So we're gonna we'll do like an AAR and discuss that. Now, normally every year, everyone fucking skedaddles and leaves us high and dry, picking up the entire base. And last year, I'm I'm very thankful for the guys who did stay and help us unpack or uh, uh, repack repack the the stuff. Um, this year's a little different because we actually will have more stuff out in the bush. So the NBA at least have to pack up the NBA village and GIs have to pack up the, the camp. They, it just has to. They got to stay. Yeah. The more people that stay and, we, and we're organized and packing it up, we can be out of there in an hour. Yep. What, what about having the squad that's in that tent be required to pack it up? With at a minimum, that's what we tried to do at a minimum last yeah. year. Um, I, it, yeah, you're right. That's what it's probably going to be. Like, if you yeah. slept in that tent, you yeah. got to bring it down. Yeah. And the thing is, what sucks is a lot of guys, they don't want to wait. Like, let's say Joe Baloney already packed his stuff in his car and he's waiting to, to the, have the tent to be empty. And then, you know, Steve Smith is, is fucking around. Joe Baloney leaves. And then Steve Smith, who's already a lazy fuck because he hasn't done the shit out. He's not gonna take that tent down. He's gonna leave. That's that's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, that's why you gotta get like maybe we'll set a time like by this time have your shit out of the tent so you can drop it. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. like that should be the first thing that we get on guys about is be like, all right, shit out of the tents. Everybody out of the tents. Yep. Get your shit out of the tents. Put it somewhere where you know you can fucking come get it. But get the shit out of the tents. Pack all the tents up. Yeah, yeah. It's just not. It's just not right to leave us last year. We were there until like three thirty. And it was like it was close to 100 degrees last year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was just we were just baking, man. I got t- I got sunburned from that. I didn't. Yeah. I was in the Grand Canyon before the week before that. I didn't get sunburned. I got yeah. sunburned packing up Operation MacArthur. Yep. So Dude, that's. I don't, I don't know how much water we drank when we got to the BMB. Like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. We I drank know. so much. I know. So that's that's the big. Yeah, listen to me, fucking scream. Yep. So we. I don't. We're not. We're probably not going to do raffles this year. It's been tough uh, financially because we haven't been running any events. Like all, we have no. Like we didn't have the same funds we had last year, to be honest. Um, so probably we'll do raffles, but we will do like awards and stuff like that. Um, so it's definitely worth. It will be worth sticking around. We'll probably do that bef- before the uh, the packing up. Is this is this going to be uh, a Pavin and a GI? Yes, both Go sides will come over and we'll talk. Um, we did that last year too, I think, with a little bit. 
but it's really good to get the feedback where it's why it's fresh in everyone's head. Um, yeah, I know a lot of guys have flights, so that's that's probably the only guys who really will be. I, I'm not taking that as a foot. I, I want to see a fucking boarding pass. You show me a boarding pass that says that you have to make a flight at this time on Sunday, I'll fucking let you go. Yeah, your wife, your girlfriend, your dog, whatever's no. waiting for you at home can wait. No. You know, like uh, we're 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 working so fucking hard to bring this experience to you and bringing all of this gear up ourselves. I think the least that I think everybody could do is just pitch in a little bit and it all gets done. Teamwork makes the dream work. Please guys, just just help us out. We've been working on this since the Monday after MacArthur. Hard. Hell, Liam's been working on it since the drive home Sunday from MacArthur. <laughs> you guys think me I'm already working on next year. Yeah. I'm already working on next year's event. No okay. way. So, no, yeah, I mean, it like, you guys, I, and I get it, like, I get the mentality of, like, yeah, well, I'm a paying customer. But you got to realize, we're not, there's no salary. We're not taking any money. All the, all the money, any money we make from these events, and trust me, it's not that much. It's just going back into the event next year. So like, we're on we're on the same we're in the same boat as everyone else yeah. essentially you know so there's no like entitlement that like oh I'm a paying customer it, yeah I guess you are you, if you use that mentality there's not much we can do we're but, all paying customers we put way more money in this shit than you yeah our money and our time so yeah. there's not like uh there's no split like that that's what I'm trying to say like you know you know Chris I I got I gotta say the last two events. You know, you're such an integral part of the success, success of that event by what you do with those Pavin forces and your booby traps, your tactics. And, um, you know, I, I know you're not going to disappoint this year. And I'm really, really glad that you make the trip from Colorado to, to, to come to this event. And my hat's off to you and the rest of these guys here. Really appreciate the fact that you, you come and all the thought and time that you put into this. Thank you. That that means a lot. And yeah, if I can fucking fly in from Colorado, then you know, then, then you can help take down the GP small. Like fucking, <laughs> we we yeah, do a lot much. of work uh, behind the scenes, the staff, and you know, we're all here because we have a passion for this sort of thing. So just you know, this is what we need you to do. That'll make it happen. Right, and, and you know, I noticed the last few weeks, on especially in the Discord. Uh, the Discord channel we have, the server we have, we are a pretty tight community. Like the core guys, like not just the base staff guys, but the other guys who come to all of our events. It is a really tight knit community, which I think this year is it, it'll be better in the sense that I think there will be guys more inclined to stay and help out. I, of course, because I mean, we get we get those guys already for the other stuff. Right. So I, I'm we're we're probably pre bitching. We're probably like doing a little pre bitch here, <laughs> but it's just something that really it weighed on us. It was like. It really dampened our spirits at the end of the last event. I mean, Junction City was was still rough too. Um, we we definitely streamlined. But it wasn't as bad as last year. Last year was bad. We took a lot of stuff up last year. Yeah. Um, but I think we streamlined a lot of stuff. I know like where I live now is a little better. Um, my location, or you know, I just moved, so the location is a little better. CJ has a better place for his stuff, and him and I are gonna run up this year, so we can kind of streamline packing that way. Um, I mean, him, Mike, and myself really take up the majority of the stuff yeah. just because we have the tents. I know Darius will have a, a few tents with him and they're all coming back to me. So like, it'll, it, it, 
the good thing is a lot of the tents, a lot of the, the, the meat of it is going to one place. So I don't think it'll be that. I think it'll be a little better this year. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. And we can give guys better direction too. Like, like I guess we got to like, we got ourselves got to do better in the sense of like, like Mike, like your shit last year, that held us up a little bit. Like this year, like we'd be like, oh no, let's get this guy's stuff out of here yeah. so we can clear it out. That's yeah. that's like little stuff like that we got to be better with. Yeah. Well, you know? I, I basically at the end of the day, I mean like there's like five of us left. I know. Packing up the fucking... 10,000 things I had to bring to this event. (laughs) So it's like, so at one point before it was even five guys, it's me packing up like five tenths fucking alone. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? Like, like this is, this is fucking Hollywood's dumb shit ramp. If you don't fucking pack up, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I swear to God, that's not a threat. It's a fucking fact. I'm going to fucking lay your ass out until you start packing shit up. Fuck you. You hurt him too much, he may not be able to pack them. Yeah. Just, just the right amount. Trailer. Just, just the right amount. With a nice little bruise that you can hide. Yeah. <laughs> hide from the teacher, right? I, was I swear to God, if I see you driving out, if I see you driving off the lot with that fucking dumbass smirk on your face like you got away with something, I'm gonna fucking, I don't know, I don't know. Smack off the cheeks. I will chase you down in my car. I don't care about my car. I'll fuck you up. You gonna go Mad Max? Yeah, I, seriously, I'll run you off the fucking road. Mad Mike. Mad Mike. <laughs> you know, you mentioned about a, uh, a small niche community. It's amazing to me that we got a guy coming from California, and he states that he does. They they don't have anything like this out there. So to me, this is like a probe. That he's going to f- come to this event, experience it, and then go 3,000 miles to the west and talk to his friends. And then the next thing you know, next year, there's three or four guys from California coming. They go back. It's just going to grow. I think this is just going to grow. Oh, yeah. That's well, especially I mean, with the Instagram, YouTube. I mean... Yeah. I, we got some pretty big Instagrammers who like your, you know, our pictures and yeah. everything. So hopefully yeah. they can... It it's, start, it's getting there. It's getting there. I mean, it's. It, I don't expect this to ever be like a three hundred person event. No, no, no. But, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, imagine bigger exposure though. Like yeah. I said, certain profiles that you know, like. But ima- imagine in the future with exposure comes more more people that we trust and comes more infrastructure. So if you know in the future, yeah. like five years yeah. down the line, we can handle a three hundred person. That's event, true. You know, sure. Possibly. That's, That's true. true. I mean, we even had. I mean, there's big guys that are big in the airsoft community. You know, repping our our stuff, you know, saying it's the best thing they've seen and really giving us props. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. yeah, so it's fantastic. The weird thing is every time I go anywhere on the on the East Coast, like up and down, like military surplus, especially like the army barrack stores or anything, uh, I, I say our name and they know exactly who we are. Everybody on, in the reenacting yeah. community, everywhere, whether they love us or hate us, they know who we are. Oh, yeah. We're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And 2020 is, even though it's been challenging, but at least we're still thriving. I think that's the most important. Yeah, thing. like that's. I, like I, still, yeah, I don't think we slowed down. No, like, exactly. We, like, like, we were good. Like, yeah, we weren't doing events, but we did. Like, we did. Uh, we did work a lot, man. We did. You know, think about. It. We linked up with, with the museum. We did. We did a lot of uh, you know social media stuff, I and mean, we died out for a little bit on the Instagram. Yeah. But I mean, we still like we're like reaching out to people and 
you know, we, we did. We're we, still we, trying we, to make business happen because, yeah. I mean, and once at the end of the day, I mean, we, we try to be more than just, like I said, a basic airsoft outfit. You know, we're. Right. I mean, we, we put out America's favorite pod, podcast game show. I mean, yeah, I know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, guys, just a heads up, this is going to be a plug for that. After Cochise, it will resume. We have about four more episodes to do. And then we will do a tournament of champions sometime in the winter. So uh, Hell stay yeah. tuned for, for that coming back. Uh, you know, Frucci, Ken Frucci, BSU, the only game where it pays to listen to Frucci's bullshit. Uh, it's definitely worth your time to listen to, folks. I guarantee it. All right, so let's move on to the next topic of the uh, podcast, which is the background scenario of Operation Cochise Green. So it takes place in 1968, Vietnam. It's in the Binden province. Uh, along the coastal floodplains, you know, eastern, it's the eastern coast of Vietnam. Uh, I believe it was in, I think it's in three quarter at that point. Um, either, it's either two or three quarter, now I gotta remember. Okay. I think but it was two quarter. I think, I think you're right, because it's, it's actually pretty lateral with, um, Kantun. Yeah. And that's where they moved, they moved across. Okay, so it, it is, I'm sorry, for you, it is two quarter. It's two quarter. Okay, so, um... This was in the spring after the Tet Offensive, where the 173rd was attempting to rebuild their forces after Dato. Um, they got decimated at Dato and, and during you know during Operation MacArthur. So a lot of guys were replacements, and a lot of them weren't even jump qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a few of them got caught out in bitter fighting during the Tet Offensive. This is more or less was a counter offensive put on by the Allies to. Um, Get you know finish off the, the Pavan forces. Right. So the Bindin province for centuries was always this, this like contested area like with the Japanese and the French, and it was a very heavy Viet Cong influenced area. So the, the 173rd were giving this. It was a tough assignment for the 173rd. Um, the operation began in April. We are starting. We are starting the event taking place like a month in. So like we've already. Technically, quote unquote, been there a month, right? As you know, as guys like, our unit. Okay, um, it was a it, it was an operation that was targeting supply lines from the the Van Dan mountain range mm-hmm. into the region, which it was called the Oregon Trail. That's what they called it. It was coding for it. So the historically the the third Pavin division, which was or the th- Yeah, the Pavin 3rd Division was stationed there. They actually pulled out and left, like, the VC apparatus to, to you know, keep the influence up. So the, the 173rd really encountered a lot of, like, Viet Cong, guerrilla warfare and tactics, that kind of thing, which was, like, a big thing. I remember, like, I was talking about it with my dad uh, a couple months ago. It was, like, there were a lot of booby, booby traps were a big thing, and a lot of the guys held resentment to... The typical like civilian because they're like these fucking guys they they knew these traps were here they know they you know, we're trying to help them and they're booby trapping us and hurting us so yeah we're yeah so like the the pavin element um chris that's why i kind of was like yeah you know it's fine having i know we always push for the nva impressions but this operation in particular would be appropriate to have a decent amount of Viet Cong impressions But either way, like the way the story goes, the the, the Pavin Third Division did leave the second and 
I believe the 22nd uh, regiments behind to help out the uh, the Viet Cong. So like it, there there was like an MVA presence there. So that said, yeah, we're like right after the Tet Offensive. It was pretty. It was like in terms of the war, um, this one has really started to like become really unpopular back home in the states, and I think it was felt by the GIs at this point in in country. Um, There's a lot going on. There were like race riots and stuff like that. Martin Luther King died a few a few days right before the this event. I think he died April sometime or May. It was it was some April or May. Mm, so we're in the Defy Bloods timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not a good time for it, anywhere in the world right now. Um, kind of fits. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of ironic that it's was was going on today. So. Um, but yeah, the the storyline is pretty cool. I like Operation Cochise Green. Really wasn't like I didn't know about it until. So so what a lot of the, the literature I, I've read about it, um, they lump. Almost every book I've read about 173rd's history, they lump everything after Doc Toe until the time they leave in '71. So it's like '68 to '71. It's just those three years of them like doing pacification missions. So this. Operation Cochise Green was one of many. Like it went all the way up until like sixty. I think it was January '69 is when it ended, and then they just went on to something else. But it was very similar to like that that style of pacification mission where they were operating individually. They never operated as a full battalion again. They operated as a company or a platoon level at, at this point. Hmm. So which is what kind of how we're breaking it up. Like like yeah, we're operating as a as a company. But the platoons will get a little more um, doing patrols on their own and stuff. Where like last year, I know we had we had like the company mostly together. This year, the platoons will be a little more on their own in some in some respects. And then obviously, with the size of the pattern force this year, I think Chris has a luxury of having a few elements at his disposal that can separate and get two or three things done at once, which is nice for him. Yep. So yeah, I mean yeah, this is this is definitely our biggest event in ter- on paper right now. This is our biggest event like we've we've done as far as Vietnam Marisol is concerned. Um, I'm looking really forward to it. I've been looking forward to it for for over a year at this point. I think everyone else is in this room and on the phone right now is feeling the same way. Conduct didn't help. Conduct yeah, yeah. made it even more. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Calm, calm duck, and then the the staff meeting we had uh, last week. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was getting Like, Bear was like jacking me up because he's like, he's like, yo, if anyone's talking to Liam as a company commander, I'm gonna fucking lose my shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Someone's on yep. my side. <laughs> someone's on. Someone gets me. You know. Like, See, dreams yeah. do come true. Yeah. Oh man. So, yeah, we. We got a lot planned. I think if you haven't signed up at this point, you got a few weeks left to sign up. We are closing registration at the... We're going to probably close it the Friday before the event. So that is probably like, I think, August 8th? We're gonna, it's, no, I think it's August 5th. August 5th? That's, we're closing registration then. So if you haven't, you have two weeks, really. You have two weeks to sign up from this uh, recording. Um... So yeah, that's the background. Anyone else have anything added to the background? I know, like I know, dude. Like I'm constantly reading up on as much history as I can just to get any ideas for missions and stuff like that. Uh, 
the engineers, the engineers are, are going to be busy for this event, and they were a very big part of Kochi's Green. No, uh, perfect. Uh, oh, you mean? Oh, yeah, okay. For this event, right. and um, James Walker, I believe, is the the uh, the, the squad leader for that, and he's Chris. You got to make him busy because. Um, Booby traps were a big thing for this event, and I know you do set a lot of them, but this one, this one is really at the whole. The whole event was 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 based on booby traps, and uh, the GIs were their morale was crushed because of them. He's got a whole package. Let's see how many booby traps we have ready, um, but it's yeah. at least as many as any other event before, probably more, uh, and they are getting mailed out to Liam tomorrow. Uh, so beautiful. Plus prizes in store. The more boobies, the better. Hell yeah. yeah. That's what I said. Boobies. Oh, yeah. Boobies. boobies. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So let me touch on one thing since there's a lot of us. I want to like point out who's Babe staff because there's a lot of guys, not just the guys on this podcast, you know. So I want to, I want to go down the list. We'll talk about what they do and what they Contribute like that should be you know, okay. Um, so I guess like the 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 guys who are like in a lot of the planning is like really CJ, Mike, myself, and Darius. We do a lot of like the the we we like kind of light the fire, you know. We we kind of get everything started. We do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff like the marketing. Like Mike and I do a lot of the marketing stuff. Mike does a lot of the videos. CJ builds a lot of shit. He you know he he gets. He gets a lot of stuff done for us. Very reliable guy. Um, Frucci, he, I, you know, we were talking about this the other day. And we're like, what does Frucci really do? <laughs> oh boy. What does he really do? You he's know, a, he's a character. He's a character. He's a he's a character. No, he no. Frucci does come up with a lot of ideas. He con obviously contributes to the podcast. He's a star of probably America's favorite podcast game show. Yeah. I mean, that, that's got to be something. Guys, stay tuned because we are releasing Ferrucci Halloween costumes. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. No, I mean, yeah, he, he does contribute. Like, he does add to it. Um, if anything, he's comic relief at the events because he's such a ridiculous person. Lock your mermaids, guys. Yeah. Lock them up. Oh, boy. Especially <laughs> mm -hmm. um, get some Coke. But yeah, I mean, let's see, like even like Chris Johnson, he he contributes really to the Pavin side and he he has a lot of expertise. He's he's a guy who likes to read and he reads up on tactics and that kind of stuff. And I wouldn't have anyone else lead the Pavin forces for our events and stuff like that. Um, he's he's good. He definitely like as my dad said earlier, he he contributes to the event and even from Cal even from Colorado, you know, even from halfway across the country, he's still Contributing to the event, making it what the success it, the success it actually really is, which know? is impressive for the amount of pot that's out in Colorado that you know, <laughs> people are able to get stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then even on top of that, like Roman is another guy. Like Roman, Roman actually runs a lot of the factions, um, not just for the N, just not just for the NDA, but like other events that I've done. And he's always like to me. When I write the missions and the mission orders and the documents like that, he he's one of the best guys. Like he's very he's a very literal guy. He does everything to by the book. To me, like he's if it, if it wasn't Chris Johnson, it would be Roman next in line to to run the events. Like he 
He's a key guy for the Pavin side. I mean, at Com Duck, like he was perfect. He was near perfect. What he did mm-hmm. for you know for the Absolutely. event and then running the Pavin side, like he was near perfect. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like I really can't really complain. I can't say he did anything wrong. Like he was he, a hell of a foe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he certainly was. And then John Van Ness, who's another NBA guy, but he also contributes a lot of stuff. He builds a lot of stuff with CJ. Yep. He's a really reliable guy. He's really enthusiastic about making Broken Arrow what it is. And I know he runs his own, he runs Bravo 6. He has his own thing going on, but he still contributes to our stuff. And, you know, we're really thankful for that. And he does a great job. He's, this year, he's, he's, he's a madman. He's like, yo, Liam, I'm building building the gate. I want to build a bunker on the other side of the camp. I want to build the outpost. He, dude, he's got tons of stuff. He, yeah. You know, he's, he's nuts. Yeah. He's, he, he's, yeah. Another reason for you guys to come early to help us make this event look really, 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 really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we already are going to have the biggest fire base ever. I think so. Dude, so it's, it's going to be like largest a Largest fire yeah. base in the game. So, with that being said, why not have it the best looking not just the largest, but the yeah. best-looking, most authentic firebase. Yeah, it's basically going to be a green circus with a whole bunch of clowns in it. That's yeah. Right. Oh yeah, much. Fruji's the head clown. You damn right. That's what ringmaster. The ringmaster. The ringmaster. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have Randy. Who, Randy? He brings a lot of stuff. He's a lot of knowledge. He's a very vital part of the. As the a baby, lot of firebase yeah. ambiance. Yeah, the mm-hmm. baby machines have to. He's got the uh, mortars and all that stuff. He's got the talk box. Oh, yeah. So he's good. He's really contributes to it. Um, Does he have like a couple of new machine guns that he's making? Oh, yeah. He's got, yeah, I think he had a few 60s. Yeah. With the, the cradles and stuff like that. And he's got the all the mounted guns for the pad. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. I was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah the mounted, that's yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And then Joe Sullivan, who's another guy who, he, yeah, he's got the deuce, but he even before the deuce, he was contributing a lot of stuff. He's got a few ideas. He's a good guy, actually, in the field. I, I feel that, you know, he adds, adds to it. Well-rounded. Yeah, he's a well-rounded dude. Oh, yeah. We're glad to have him. Like, even the first event he went to, I think he went to, like, the NATO-Russia game. Yeah. And we're like, oh, this guy's cool. Like, let's get him on board. Like, yeah. we kind of got him involved. And then when we, uh, you know, rolling up as SEALs in that, in that one game. And, yeah. You know, when you have a guy on point, is you know, he's walking along, you know, in a riverbed and then just goes up to his shoulders in water and he's like, Oh yeah, not going that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also when that dude is six four. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Up to his shoulders. Then <laughs> yeah. You know it's probably yeah. not a good way yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, we'll stay out. Like, yeah, dude, we're not following you, man. Yeah, nope. Nope. Uh, yeah, then you know, obviously my dad, he contributes a lot, he brings a lot of stuff to the event as well. Um, fire base he actually else. Let us know if we're acting like fucking idiots. Yep. Oh, he lets us know already. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, after, after Calm Duck, man, I'm telling you, like, we were coming up, like, we were all, like, busting our ass up that now. And we're like, yo, man, we did such a great job. Like, we're awesome. We're the fucking best. And then this guy comes over and he's like, all right, guys, I just want to tell you something, fellas. And we're like, oh, okay. Like, he's going to, like, give us, like, some, like, speech. Yep. And he just fucking ripped us apart. <laughs> yep, yep. You fucking assholes. Yeah, just destroyed us. But, I mean, like, we need, we need that guy. Like, yep. We need that yeah. guy. So he, that's why he's the battalion commander. <laughs> and so if something reaches him and pisses him off, you know we fucked up. Yeah. Like yep. it gets, if it gets that high it up. It gets that high. Yeah. yeah. And then Ken Slibiak, um, he, his main contribution definitely is the, uh, the mail call. That's like his baby. He's kind of like cradled that into like something really cool oh, yeah. for the event. I think guys enjoy getting letters. We've got a few funny letters this year, a few serious ones. 
Um, <laughs> who signed up for it? I mean, I know I did, but we got a few guys. I, I thought more would, to be honest. Like I did. Like, Chris, nice. did, yeah, Chris did. Chris did. We all know Fruity's sister is a hot topic. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. yeah. As always. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very hot topic. Wink. Still hot. And then we have a few guys with military backgrounds like Jim Powers, Mike Diamante, Kyle Gilnett, and uh, Justin Ryan. They're going to really, they're, they're like our core NCO uh, cadre that will add like that military. Uh, Spin on our, you know, on our event. It gives us that flesh. It yeah. gives us that realism when yeah. you have military, you know, intel, you know, experience thrown into it, you know, our our events and everything. So, yeah, when when you know you're getting screamed at by a guy who's been shot at and almost blown up, you know, it gives it a little bit better. But oh yeah, without question. That's why they definitely, but they, like they, they definitely contribute. Like they'll, like yeah, I'll even like pick their brain. I'm like, yo, would this be a thing? For this scenario, like, yep. like would we yeah. be doing this and Bear would be like, nah, you do it this way. I'm like, okay, I'll adjust my plan. Yep. That would be, more... be awesome if we can get a couple more vets. I mean, hopefully they're into it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, but you know what it is, like, like as we go along, we, as we grow, we kind of legitimize. Legitimize? Legitimize. Legitimatize. Legitimatize. Yeah, legitimatize. Ourselves. Yeah, whatever. We legitimize. <laughs> we make ourselves legit. We make ourselves legit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they like, they kind of buy into like what we're doing. That they'll be more inclined. Oh, yeah. Especially at the Armor Museum, we had you know yeah. vets you know coming up to and asking yeah. for photos with what Unbel- unbelievable. We, yeah, we, that was we really had an nice. unbelievable response from from uh, the vets that that were at that event. I mean, it was. Right, with that the museum. Was that, that's something that meant so much to me personally, yeah. and just something that I'll never forget for as long as you know we keep on doing you know running events and everything. You know, having that really you know sets a new standard for us, especially because you know we outreach to these vets and everything, and they and we have that effect. Like they want to come and they thank us, and they love the fact that we did so well. How we represented them and everything. Yep. Yep. It, it really yeah. touched us, and I believe that we touched them too. Oh yeah, yep. but they, oh. When, we, when we first walked into the, when we when we first walked into the into the uh, facility as a, as a group, every head turned and looked at us and watched us walk through. I was looking at them. They were like, "Holy mackerel!" And and they were like, unbelievably surprised at our kits, uh, your your kits. Um, how genuine they were, and, and I got a couple of comments when you guys walked on a patrol down to the end of the road to the entrance, coming in, and you came back. One guy said to me, "I I, I thought I was in Saigon." He was like unbelievably impressed with how you guys looked walking that patrol. Oh yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, you guys look great out there, and like I said, especially that ceremony, and you know, like I said, all those vets. Yeah, you know. I even got my picture taken with the with the uh, county executive. Yeah, yeah, the county. And she actually sent me a picture and signed it. No kidding. Yeah. Because yeah. like, yeah. You know, um, what? Who's that? Who's that other fellow that was with us? She, he mentioned how much of a big deal that she even mentioned us as the oh, actors. Uh, yeah, Joe. Not not, not Joe, not the other Jim. 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 Like yeah. he was like, you know, I'm because he she he was saying that she never mentions reenactors and everything. So it meant a lot that we. We left an impression on her that, like... Well, dude, like I said, like, I think we... I think that the initial, um... The initial stigma we have to get past is that we're not just hair softers. Yeah. It's really a reenactment. Yeah. 
with their software. Yeah, you know. I so. mean, all of us. This is like something that's we're really passionate about for one way or another. You know, like most. Like I, I've stated on other podcasts or recordings that we did. I don't remember. But uh, you know, we all have rooms dedicated to this as yeah. a passion. You know, I, this is I not call, just. I call mine the war room. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. it's 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 funny. To me, this is learning and. For you guys out there, you should take the time, Google the event, and read about it. You'll learn something. I do it for every event that Liam that Liam puts on as far as the theme is concerned. So that I know what, what we're trying to depict. And you guys should do the same instead of having Liam tell you. Go and read. Google it. You Google Cochise Green. You're going to be amazed at how much information is going to come up. It's amazing. And read it. Because it's very interesting. And if you're into this kind of hobby, you should know it. It's going to help your knowledge. That's right. It just makes the experience that much smoother when we have everybody that's on the same page. And, you know, I, I, that would definitely be a dream of Liam's where he doesn't even have to, you know, worry about, you know, playing babysitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Everyone is already there with the right gear, right. the right mindset. Uh, I don't have nightmares of uh, people wearing the wrong helmet. Pretty much. You don't have yeah. some yeah. asshole in Alice gear <laughs> and, you know, the wrong Rothko fucking, you know. Yeah. Coming Beautiful. in their Panama M1. With the, oh, or, another nightmare I had, oh since we're on the topic, uh, <laughs> another nightmare I had was we couldn't do the event at Tolcom, so we found someone's backyard and did it in the backyard. Oh, boy. And it was, like, crazy. Like, it was like, all right, you guys are going to take turns, like, just coming in. Like, it's like, oh a, God. dude, I'm telling you, man, it's like, it's like haunting. It's fucks, it fucks with me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can definitely understand that. Holy shit. Yeah. But okay, so two more guys that are on staff, very important guys. So last but not least is Pat Farrell and uh, Stephen Bellella, who are our medics. They're EMT trained. They're the guys who are coming up with our medical emergency plan. They're going to be applying the COVID checks and that kind of thing. Um, and then they actually serve as medics for the GIs. So they should be handy to have around. For the pattern, if we need to, but I believe there is one or two guys that are medically trained on the pattern side. But these guys are staff, so like they're are the they, ones. Who, are they in communication with one another and as to how they're going to operate? Who, Stephen and and Pat? No, they're not. But it's okay. Pat is the lead, so okay. it, it's what like Stephen will fall in line with Pat. Just we're fine. Um, but yeah, those two guys are really helpful. Like Pat. Pat, I missed last year. Actually, we, we both we missed Stephen and Pat last year. Junction City, I thought they were really good. Stephen wasn't medically trained yet. He didn't go through his training. He was like an RTO. Um, but Pat is a really vital part. I, like, I miss having him. He, I know he moved down to Virginia. And, um, yeah, he, he was, he's good to have around. So that's really the staff. Like, that's like the core staff. staff. That's the guys on staff. And then we have plenty of guys who want to help out. I mean, I'll, I'll give a shout-out to, like, Wycander, Strasburger, those guys. You know, Vince has contributed a lot. Um, really, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody. We had, you know, yeah. everybody has a hand in it. Yeah, everyone has a hand in it. So this is as much our baby as it is everybody else's. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, we gotta just cradle it and make sure it's safe for a very long period of time. At least until she turns eighteen. <laughs> yeah. Not for Ferrucci. That's true. Oh yeah. That happened when they're young. Eight. Yeah, four. Come on, get it right. I was giving you summers. You guys are the worst. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, so um, that we did talk about a lot. We hit we hit the two hour mark for the uh, two hour comes correct special. So um, with that, maybe we can do a little sign off. 
So, um, Chris, since you're on the phone, say goodbye to everybody. All right. Uh, how much do you want me to make a spiel? Or you want me to just say do a spiel? Do a spiel, man. All right. Um, yeah. To any of the fucking having listening to this, uh, I hope you're as excited as I am for uh, you know the operations we get to go on in a couple of weeks. Uh, by now, you should be pretty prepared. Just uh, stay tuned to me and the other staff, uh, especially on the Patent Forces planning page. And uh, you're going to rock the GI's fucking socks uh, at Cochise Green. So I'll see you there. All right, uh, Fred, you want to say uh, goodbye? Yep. Uh, I look forward to me seeing you guys at, uh, at Cochise Green in a couple of weeks. Um, be safe. Make sure you hydrate, and don't do any dumb fucking shit. Or you're going to hear about it on the next uh, podcast. Right, you will. Yep. All right, what about you, CJ? All right, guys, take it easy. Like I said, don't go to any giant orgies. Just kind of try to keep it low-key, low-brow, you know, so you all come healthy to... Like menage a trois at most. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Menage a trois at most. No more than that. Stay away from truck stops. That's for after the event, though, for me. (laughs) Take it easy, guys. After two weeks straight... All right, Farooch, what do you got, bro? Well, I'm super excited. You know, I get to bring out my M60 and I get to shoot some fucking gookers and stack some goddamn bodies because they're fucking useless. Chris, I'll be looking forward to you, you know, trying to sneak around and shoot at you again like we did in the riverbed, so. Goddamn riverbed. Yeah, we knew it was coming. Come on, Chris, you're smarter than that. Fritz, I think Chris is my only kill of the weekend. I almost had you. Almost. Almost, but you didn't see the bunker, okay? Yeah, you know what, Chris? Almost means you're dead. Exactly. When you're dead, you're dead. All right? You can't go back to your mama-san. All right, I'll let Mike close this out, but I'll, I'll, give, a, I'll give a goodbye before, before that. Um, yeah, we've been working on this really hard. It's been a group effort just outside of the base staff as well. We are really looking forward to you guys. I feel if you're not coming to this event, you're missing out. Um, I really – I kind of feel like that message is out there already, so, like – Seriously, come to this event. You have about two weeks to sign up. It helps us to sign, obviously sign up earlier, but if you were signing up at this point, like come on in. Um, but yeah, that's it, man. Like obviously have your gear ready, have it come correct, and be ready to fucking hump the bush, man. Yeah. All right, Mikey, you gonna send us off, baby? Yeah, I just wanna say, um, you know, we've been really working hard. Liam's been working his ass off. Everybody's working his a- their ass off to bring you not only this event, but to bring you not only this event, but, you know, loads of new content constantly throughout the year and making sure that, you know, everything that we're doing is always visible and that you guys have fun stuff to, to look forward to. But um, this this really is like, uh, the for the third year running us, like, running this like third time's a charm I think for us and yeah. I think we really have a handle on it and this is really one not to miss and just remember that it's the biggest Vietnam airsoft event in the country the biggest Vietnam event in the northeast it's bigger than the Vietnam war bigger in space and time and the concept of God you can't fathom the beautiful old ones that create this event and make it happen. Come to Broken Arrow Events Operation Cochise Green. This has been Broken Arrow Events' podcast come correct to our special podcast. Ugh.
What's your last known position on the come and correct over? <laughs> this is Goofy One. <laughs> Our last position is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Copy that. You need to uh, come correct there, Goofy One One. A little crispy come correct was down there. Copy that there, Hollywood. I tell my men to put their heads down and come correct over. Whoa, that was a big one, boys. Come I think you said, I'm sorry, I think you said Conquerors. Come on down and play Coach He's Green. Better sign up now. No, what did you say before? Like, come on, motherfuckers, it's time to get ready for. Because we're talking about Coach He's Green. All right, fine, fine. Come on, you motherfuckers, let's go down to Coach He's Green and play. Now, to get your ass and sign up so we can go cuddle together in the freaking trenches. It's too late. We're already, we already. This is already signed up. Like, go. Oh. Come on. All right. All right. Come on. And trenches. The same World War One. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Come on. Like, be like, all right, fellas. Time to talk about coaching. All, right, all right. All right. All right. All right, guys. Let's talk. So the the other good thing about that. Um, Yo, stop. You got to, that's going to show up the entire time. Like, he does every year. He's fine. He, dude, he, it's better than running around. His eyes are open, too, which yeah, is kind of funny. Yeah. Well, his eyes are too big, so they don't really close all the yeah. way. So maybe we can't just drag him out and he'll be, still be asleep. No, he's, <laughs> he, he, dude, it's better than him clacking his nails all over the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Blooper reels. Yeah. All right, so um, the, other, the other good thing about the camp is its location. It's going to be closer and on the phone with Chris. Actually, let me introduce... I'm going I'm to have to cut this back. Hey, guys, I just want to... All right, so... Fuck. I did this last year, too. I didn't even introduce Chris. So Chris just started talking. I was like, wait, who's this guy? All right. Wait a second. Yeah. All right, so yeah, we just jumped on for the... <laughs> That's pretty good. You were turning red, man. Oh, I was... Hell yeah, bro. You were getting amped up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying uh, to look at my life uh, the entire awesome. time. <laughs> Is it, was it longer? How long was it? it was probably, sorry, Chris. Are we having a raffle? Stop. No, stop, Virgie. Come on. I mean, all I'm going to say is this. I'm fucking excited. I just... God damn it, Fred. man. I got no respect. Two. One. Sounds like we've got a lot of people who are looking to come correct. Well, they're all looking 
And they're all excited for the biggest Vietnam event in the Northeast. It's bigger than the Vietnam War itself. So impossibly huge that you can't fathom how great it is. It's time for the com the It's time for the Bay Podcast Com Correct Two Hour Special Podcast One Another fucking thing that pisses me off. I'm walking through camp and I smell fucking weed. If you're going to smoke fucking weed, take your gun, take your helmet, and go into the fucking field and smoke fucking weed. You can't smoke weed in camp. The property owners could be walking around, and I don't want them to think that we're a bunch of hippies, pot-smoking derelicts. Are you fucking kidding? Do not smoke weed on the base. Don't come correct, I'm gonna find you.